0: the blues on the street parades complete and Gloria is the new queen you can't forsake the team in last place as they sang the Bruins to sleep my
1: memory is scummy what's this podcast that I'm in man last
0: season's out again and Prink is back in
1: Hey Pierre, what's wrong? What's going on?
0: No team's gonna cut you a deal. Mitch said, hey Austin, you're awesome. Drop your pants and shocked them.
1: Now score like your game's freaking near. I'm wow,
0: friggin' believable.
1: Sen's got no stars or snipers, but it's best draft in years. At least fans can't sleep easy, because here comes Lafreniere. salutations and welcome to season two episode 15 whoa of the rink moose hockey podcast an episodic podcast where two good friends gather around this table and discuss all things nhl and their implications in the fantasy hockey Universe. universe i am one of your hosts as always Nick Coste reporting from the Rink Moose studio here in beautiful Markham, Ontario, Canada. It is a late evening. I like these late evening shows. I don't know about you. Maybe you not so much. I'm but sad. I, I like them. And uh, yeah, well, tell us how you're feeling. You 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 look a little subdued, a little, little sad.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. On the hockey front, I uh, I couldn't be any more sad. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't be any more turned off hockey right now. I mean, you were here when we were watching the Avalanche game. Yep. I had to take a couple moments outside. Like, I had to really Go rethink all that I thought about in life. Like, karma and what is right and what is good and, and does the good guy win? Sure. And we'll get into this. But, yeah, no, I, I've, I've had a hard time recently, but uh, I'm ready to get back on the bandwagon, back on the horse. But uh, yeah, we got we got to skip some of the pleasantries because we just saw a big raptor win.
1: Yeah, huge win. They forced the defending champions to of force a of game seven against ba- uh, Boston. So yeah, huge double overtime win. Uh, yeah, it delayed us a good thirty minutes. So it, we're we're about to reach ten o'clock here. So this is among the record books latest time we're starting a <laughs> show. But hey, yeah, uh, we we will not. I promise you this, Rink Moose audience, family, friends of the show. We will not sacrifice the quality of the show. Oh God, never.
0: never, never, never!
1: It's a sin. So, uh, without further ado, let's move on. We got an interesting week this week because, you know, we're gonna do the typical recap and preview of the rounds. We're now heading into the conference finals of each respective conference, um, but we gotta touch on three big things. We've kind of put these topics aside. There's a lot of news this week, so. I'm going to begin with the breaking news that you just broke to me. This is really breaking, about 15 minutes ago. Yes. wanna you want to read me this tweet and, and get, my, uh, get me disappointed
0: here? Yeah, so I, I lost the tweet, but essentially it is per league source, and uh, and it's a verified account. It's legit. Uh, Pierre Maguire is no longer in the running for the Arizona Coyotes GM job. Terrible. Terrible. It's a dream flushed down the toilet like yeah. so many good fish.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I was not, I was surprised to hear the news uh, that he was even in the in the conversation. Oh, but I was not, course. I was not surprised to hear this because every Maguire GM rumor we've heard, whether it be Pittsburgh, uh, Montreal, now Arizona, it's always just there for show. You know, just it's out there. Make make a, make the Maguire fans like me get all excited for a couple yeah. days, and then just poo poo the rumors.
0: Yeah. You know what? I I think my theory is that Maguire wants exactly this. Mm-hmm. He wants his name to be out there for GM jobs. He gets credibility. People think he's a legit hockey guy, and then he just he's like, oh, actually, you know what? I don't want the job. Yeah. He takes I don't the want high the job. road. He I think he likes what he's doing but he likes this GM reputation kind of thing going on so that he keeps his credibility.
1: And have you listened to the radio hits this no, week with no, him? No, 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 no. So ev- when they asked him about it on the radio, because of course they had to, Yeah. same answer every time. He, he His answer would just be, well, uh, you know, I've just been here in the bubble for two months. I've been having a lot of fun calling a lot of games, and uh, that's been my life the last two months. <laughs> that's what he says every time. It's like, so can you confirm or deny the reports? And he's just like... I will not comment. <laughs>
0: what a fucking guy. Every radio. <laughs> what a fucking guy. That. Yeah. So Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like he, no it, to me it sounds like he thinks he has mm. a chance. Because if you mm. didn't think you'd have a chance, you'd be talking like outlandishly about it, but the fact you're holding your card so close to your chest, mm. I think there was a part of him that thinks he was still in the running.
0: Yeah. Well, that's and now that brings up the big question, did he pull himself out or did they just quickly squash it and say, "Hey, listen, you're not uh, one of the finalists for the job. Right.
1: Or we didn't like the way you answered that over the radio. (laughs) You're done. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Maybe. I don't know. But...
0: It was quick. You're right. Exactly that. It was quick for him to just come up, and then the next day, seemingly, he's gone. He's out of the picture.
1: Yeah. And and we've talked about this in the past, how his... Based on his reputation, based on how many, like, relationships he has with players and coaches, like, in the league, it almost would be tough for him to be a GM, right? Like, he almost... Like, it's almost like... Like how can you now be like an adversary against all those people mm. who you had to interview, who you had to like, uh, like you you had to uh, facilitate through the media, you know? Like how 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 do you walk that line? Well,
0: it's tough. the way sometimes the way I see it is the GMs seem to be almost like a boys' club. Like they have a group chat, you know. Like a lot of these GMs, I think, I think, are tight like that. Club. No, I yeah, you know what. I don't think he is, and a guy like Dubas, I don't think he's part of it either. Mm. They were talking about this on the the Steve Dangle show, and it just seems like he's the new guy in town, and he's yeah. not part of the chat yet, you know?
1: So throw him anchors when he comes calling.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So Pierre will have to go through that new GM stuff, because let's be honest, when you become a coach, when you become a GM in the NHL, like, it, you kind of go through the cycle, like you're in the system now. You know, and they, they like to recycle guys yeah. who have been there, done that. It's super rare that we get a new guy coming in. Sheldon Keefe is one of those guys, and and that uh, we all want it to happen. But will it ever happen? I don't know, Dick. I, I don't have too much faith anymore. But I want to see Pierre Maguire take a team. I'd even watch him. I'd pay money to watch him do do work at NHL twenty on BFGM. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to see what he does. Pick yeah. his brain. Yeah, no,
1: I, I, it's <laughs> it's my long time dream. I even I said, know. Ha, had this happened, I would have bought an Arizona Coyotes Maguire <clears throat> nineteen jersey. I was ready to do it.
0: I I got the perfect question for you. Mm. Would you rather have Pierre Maguire into the NHL as a coach or a GM?
1: Oh yeah, we've talked about this. I I per, I prefer coach because you get to see the reactions you get to see him on the bench every night he's more of a personality coaches have a more of a personality but and a, a their short life, shelf life, life though. and their lifespan shorter so so i i i don't know i i'm willing to give him a short lifespan like either he goes on a run or or, he, or he's like one of the like l- like the shortest tenured coaches of all time gm you know he's going to be in that seat at like at least three years right
0: yes it's just yes the way the exactly so, T- me personally I-, I like to see the GM because I, w- I want to see the brain at work More to
1: evaluate yeah, yeah. like I-,
0: I think him as a ta- as a coach yeah I think maybe that's gone soft on him yeah. but the GM stuff like he yeah. seems to know his way oh, around if, if, if he's getting any
1: gig it's gonna be a GM gig yeah but the, the reality of seeing him as a coach I'd fucking love that yeah all over
0: that agreed. agreed um
1: okay next subtopic what did you think of the Montreal <laughs> trade? Uh, Montreal sends a third-round <laughs> pick and a seventh-round pick for friend of the show, Jake Allen.
0: Yeah. You know what? You're going to love this take. You're going to love because not a lot of people have it. I'm seeing a lot of crap out there where a lot of Montreal fans are super happy mm-hmm. about, you know, it's a big cap hit, but you don't care because you have so much cap space and it's a good backup. And finally, Price gets a rest. I don't like this deal. Not for cap reasons, not for cost, not for what they paid. I just don't think Allen is a good goalie. I think this last year was maybe a flash You don't in the buy the renaissance. I don't buy the renaissance whatsoever. And I think especially in a market like Montreal, I could see him collapsing. Club. I could see him being sent home again. Yeah. Like, the spotlight's going to be on this guy. He doesn't strike me as a guy who handles pressure. And I see this guy going straight home for a weekend, just like he did that one time. Yeah go reevaluate your career my friend. I don't like this man. Like everyone in Montreal is looking at this past season and going, "Oh wow, 920 something." Uh Behind y- a there's more to it. Defense. There's more to it. Exactly. And a
1: and a market where you're not asked to be the guy. yeah <laughs> Binning yes. was asked to be the guy. In Montreal, you could argue he's being asked to be the guy cuz price you almost know what you're going to get. Yeah. He's going to give you your 55-60 good games. It's the other 20 that are like up there, you know?
0: This yes. might be
1: another anti Niemi chapter where he's just run out of town.
0: And the big problem is everyone's hyping him as the best backup goalie Montreal's had yeah, in a long time. Not. I don't see and it these that way. People,
1: these people just aren't watching enough games. No. They're looking at the main box score stats, goals against save percentage, right? And then yeah. going off that.
0: And and I wouldn't know that either, mm-hmm. unless you were such a Blues fan, yeah. and that's why and I know it.
1: And I'd reported so much about his career. I have been following exactly. him for so long. And he, hey, kudos to him. He's saying all the right things in his interviews. He's speaking mm-hmm. very professionally. He's a good guy.
0: Sure, I, I'm sure he is. He's a great
1: guy from New Brunswick. You'd love him. Oh, You'd he's love from New him. Brunswick. So, yeah, he's hey, a, very, he's a okay. very good guy. Newfoundland or New Brunswick? I get confused. Not between.
0: Newfoundland. I'm going to look it up yeah, right he, now. Keep going, keep going. Yeah,
1: because if he's a Newfie, you can almost tell, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty sure New Brunswick. Look it up. So yeah, good Canadian kid. Always says the right things. A good backup guy, like a, a guy to have in the room. But but at the end of the day, in Montreal, I, I think those intangibles don't matter. I think it's play on the ice. And I wouldn't be surprised if the fan base runs him out of town. It's only a one-year deal. At least that's a saving grace. Yes. It's four-year. It's four. It's a four million cap hit. If any team in the league can afford it, it's them. Right. Because mm-hmm. they have all the space. Mm-hmm. So I the fit makes sense just because they have so much room and they need a backup so bad. Yes. I just think it's gonna backfire. Yes. It's low risk, but it's gonna backfire.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a big price or anything and like that. And they have that. so
1: many picks this year anyways. Yeah. Right? They're not gonna
0: miss the pick. It, I mean, it's just it's gonna be jarring for the fan base. i I'm, that's what I'm I'm predicting. Yeah. And it is Fredericton. And it's gonna New make
1: Krenswick. a Fredericton, yeah. So it's yeah. it's gonna create a lot more drama in that hotbed. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. At least it's going to be entertaining,
0: and and I'll I'll get this out. I'm I'm going to be rooting for him to to succeed. I just don't see it happening. But I I I want him I want him to I want want to see him do well. And of course
1: Kyle's the resident Montreal expert. I'll give the St. Louis side here. To me, it's enough. There's a number of things that come out of this. One, they're creating a lot of cap space. Uh, Hmm. you know, four million off the books. Now this guy called Vili Huso, who's been like this rookie up and comer guy. He was he was their goalie in Sacramento in the AHL, or sorry, not Sacramento, San Antonio. Uh, he's always been in the in, ready to back up. So now is his time. I think they just want a cheap backup. Who's they only have to pay like seven hundred thousand a year, and I think that's what they get here. And they think he'll be just as good as if not better than Jake Allen. So good on them for that. Mm-hmm. Two, all the more faith in Binner. I know they only gave him the bridge deal, the, the two-year 4.5 mil deal. Yeah. But to me, it looks like they're going all in because there's no other guy you're, you're about to sign to a long-term deal. Right. I think it puts pressure on him to, to play well this year so we can get that long-term deal. They're almost saying, we want to like you. We want to pay you. We're doing everything we can to like show you that. Interesting. Just put together a good year for us. Yeah. You know? We, you've know, you shat on us in the in the <clears throat> postseason. Yeah. Give us a year here, you know? Yeah. So... They're making him comfy but not get too too comfy, which which I like.
0: Yeah. Um and yeah. I, I find that a little surprising putting all that faith in Binner well, because I had like my faith in him has crumbled.
1: But but you gotta understand, let's say you're some fan in Saint Louis. You, you you're he's forever gonna be beloved because of that cup like that run he put them on. Right. Like regardless of the fact he, he fell in this round against Vancouver, he he almost single-handedly won you like a game seven in boston to win the cup right mm-hmm. and that will go down in folklore and the bible books of st louis sports forever he'll have a mm-hmm. statue maybe wow so come like on man when you're that ingrained <laughs> in that sports culture you can't just get rid of the guy yeah right what, what imagine what the fallout would be if they chose alan over binner
0: oh god right? that would never it's happen. not an alternative
1: and there's no other alternative you're not like me i don't know maybe maybe they will sign an fa goalie but i don't see it so I, I think I think they're happy with him being the starter and I think that Huso is going to get a shot as a backup. So that's yeah. a, that's observation 2. And then observation 3 is kind of interlinked to 1 which is um hey Alex Patrangelo. Yeah. Right? This this frees up that space potentially. So right now it sounds like from my insiders in St. Louis that the talks haven't been going too too well. Mm-hmm. Uh still still slowly, very slow, nothing really building. So uh but hey if i were a betting man i'd probably say he stays just because he's, yeah. he's the captain he hoisted the cup for them he's been there his whole like career the family's from there like it, it just doesn't seem like a situation you move from unless he really wants to get a big payday so yeah i don't know to me he seems more like the guy who's willing to take a discount and stay as opposed to i'm gonna swing my big dick and go to like toronto <laughs> what the <fuck>? you know <laughs>
0: To me this seems exactly like a Stamkos situation of many a few years back. Ex- like Stamkos, oh, maybe he wants to go to Toronto, maybe he wants to test free agency, but no, he he's going to stay. That's I I cannot imagine him going anywhere else. He just
1: doesn't look good in another uniform. No, you can't exactly. see it. He's one of those guys.
0: And he's happy. He's happy where he is. He's yeah. got a good situation. They'll make room for him. They'll they'll, they'll do what they can to make room. So yeah, I, I don't see that as much of a storyline. The Petrangelo thing, they'll they'll do what they yeah. can, right? Bozak might be out. That's what I've heard. He might Bozak, be the yeah, the odd
1: man out to free he, up space. Yes, okay. In terms of his that would be interesting. I know yeah. he's a he's a like player there, so that would be neat. Yeah. Um. All right. And then the third one. This one, like way back, like I I can't. I think this one happened like the day or two after the last show. So that that's why like we didn't. That's why it feels so weird talking about it because it's so far Th- away. This
0: was just over two weeks yeah, ago.
1: Yeah, it's Matt. It's crazy. Yes, but um, yeah. Uh, the Leafs make a trade, and they yeah. traded um, they <gasps> traded Kasperi Kapanen
0: Ooh. for uh, social media star
1: Pittsburgh's first round pick. And yes. uh, man, who's this? Who's this? Who's this big prospect they got back? Like he was like their top. He was like third in their organization.
0: Yeah, Nick, I I wouldn't call him a big prospect. Like
1: he's third in their organization.
0: Yeah, but it's it's like the worst prospect pool in the NHL. Like this guy, he's he's barely worth mentioning. From what I can like, I've never even heard his name brought up anywhere.
1: I heard he's okay. Yeah, he's like a he's like a Swedish centerman. There's smart guy. Works hard. He will be a he will be a player. It, he
0: it, will it, not touch the top six in his career. Ever. Not a chance. He'll uh, top I out got,
1: I got a Philip Hollander. Does that sound right to you? Yes. Hollander? Yeah. So yeah, they get him and then they get more known they get like a David Warsawski' who's kind of no name and then an Evan Rodriguez, who you may Remember from yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, which is a throw yeah, Buffalo. throw in, right? Yeah, um, throw in. Plug into your fourth might, line might, if yeah. you want he, to. He'll fight for he'll be like a Nick Patan. He'll fight for a spot. Yeah. Um but yeah, the Hollander guy looks like he can be like a third line center moving forward. So they like him apparently. Like they, they were targeting him in an earlier draft. So mm. a, Doobie, Doobie sees it as a win, and so they get him the fifteenth overall pick, which as we know is an extremely strong draft. With that, like we were, we were talking, we were speculating when this trade happened. I, I think that puts them right in the range to get like a Braden Schneider. That's what everyone's saying. You don't saying. like? You don't like? Yeah, him. I, I don't like. I, I don't think. I don't. Again, he's one of those guys. Doesn't really have a high ceiling. Know what you're gonna get. He's I don't. Not mind, a
0: sexy pick. No, I, I don't mind him. I, it just. For fifty, I'd rather have a Caden Gooley.
1: Yeah, but you won't get. I don't think he's going to drop that far. There's a chance, but I don't think he's going to. Yeah, if he's, he's there, though, if he's there, you take. Yeah, he's the better skater. He's got more offensive upside, and he still has that defensive presence, right?
0: But, but what I want is a Holloway.
1: It, it, for the might, Leafs, and he's definitely in that range. Yes, I, I think he's certainly in that range. Yes, um, I know they
0: need the D, but. But he, Don't fit, you see he that? fits
1: he fits the mold of a player they yes, need. Yes, right? So yes. and, and of course he was my pick of my draft. Like he was my sexy favorite yeah. guy in You're the draft. You're number ten. Draft. He's my number ten. So uh I would be thrilled. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they let me down. And and Dubas just seems like a like a like a off the board kind of guy. Like I could see him stepping up to the podium, like yeah. saying some name and us going, who?
0: Like who? Yeah.
1: I could see him doing that.
0: You know, you know you know what you know what kind of freaks me out i could see dubas going up to the podium yeah. and picking like a william wallander yeah and just exactly. absolutely yeah, ruining exactly. my life exactly absolutely and then ruining. they ask
1: him and he'll he'll be all confident he'll adjust his glasses yes. and yeah, he'll go yeah. well, oh really, God. you look at the numbers and the the analytics. Ah. they don't lie you look at the graphs i have in my office and he's a star
0: see i i, I gotta get this out because yeah. Dubas made a home run trade. He absolutely washed Jim Rutherford, Rutherford who must be, like, going through some mental it, it's trauma. It's the
1: definition of taking advantage of, like, an old man who's, yeah. like, on his deathbed and has to make a quick move, you know?
0: I was going to go there, but I didn't want to go there. Not to but, get graphic, but, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah.
1: essentially what you have.
0: And... and- it's a great move by him, and I want him to. To if he nails this fifteen, like it'll it will have restored some of my Leafs fandom. Yeah. But if he blows this, how do I come back from this, Nick? Like, honest to God, for me, getting rid of Kapanen was the perfect move. That's a perfect player to start this change. There's gonna be more moves for sure. Um, this is a great place to start. Pittsburgh's perspective. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't even know what you're starting to think. Like, Kapanen is not your answer to the youthful exuberance that you need, the, the jolt of energy. He's not the answer, man. Like, I'm telling you, this guy is like another Galchenyuk project to me. He's he's about to go on a string of teams. He's he's about to go on five different teams. That's my prediction. This guy is a, a travesty off the ice. Like, he's an absolute distraction on, like, social media and like off the ice kind of crap and then he's he's like he's not a top six guy to me he's he's a very talented third line guy who will chip in every so often and and get a a shorthanded breakaway goal yeah you know like i don't see him as a as a a guy who can be a mainstay on crosby or malkin's wing like this is such a fucking blow from rutherford it it sucks because it's just it's a ticking time bomb to when pittsburgh is going to be a The worst team in the NHL. Yeah, it's a ticking time bomb, and it it sickens me. Like you have one guy, one guy, Samuel Poulin, who's who's a decent young guy, maybe Nathan Legare as well. But you needed this fifteenth man. You have to have something, and this this just hurts for Caput. Well,
1: whoever you take at fifteen, they're gonna take yeah, I know, two three years to cultivate, right? Crosby is. In three years, I don't want to think about his game, where he is. I, I don't. I know, I know. As harsh but, but, as that sounds, I don't. He had to make this move. It's just, it's the wrong guy to acquire. Exactly. That you got pick. it. That, that, that pick has so much value. Yeah. And it seems like he just rushed. Why did you rush? Like, like it sounds like he was just pissed. Like, you heard yeah. the comments, right, shitting on uh, Schultz. He's already said he's not coming back. Like, that is so crazy how one guy, like, he can just outlandishly be like, oh, yeah, that guy Schultz? Yeah, he's gone. He's not coming back.
0: Which I do I'm agree with. I'm working on a
1: deal right now, but he's not coming back.
0: <laughs> and Murray, too. Murray's I even, out heard, I even
1: heard. I even heard Chris Letang's on the waiver, on the trade wire. Yeah, trade bait. So I don't know what this guy's thinking. He's yeah. he's going all out here.
0: They're going to be drastically different. Pittsburgh and maybe Toronto yeah, as well.
1: but I agree. To invest all that stock in, in Kapanen, a guy we know because we've been living in this fan base for the past several years, I just don't see it, and I don't know if Crosby... Even Crosby, for the leader he is, I don't think he'll have the energy to convert this kid. No, to a, God. You know, no. if he doesn't want to buy in from day one, I don't think Crosby's going to hold his hand and, and walk him through this. He's going to go, you know what, kid? You're on your own. If you want to, you know. I really don't see him fitting in. Lifestyle. I don't either.
0: There's no fit there. He's going for to me. he's
1: going to be like a Carl Hagelin on when he was on Pittsburgh, like penalty kill, yeah, second power play, and you try to make him a top six, and he ends up just on the third line.
0: So, I really believe Jim Rutherford is so damn disconnected mm-hmm. from what's going on in the room, and just, just everywhere. As a
1: Pittsburgh fan, you got to be concerned. Oh, about this manager.
0: Honestly, like you
1: need McGuire in there.
0: <sighs> Honestly, you know what?
1: I, I Call McGuire it the storyline of the have, decade. Maguire wouldn't have made that trade.
0: No, God, no. Call call that the storyline of the decade. If he went to Pittsburgh as a GM, it'd be awesome. After Cross winning the Swan cup,
1: song that'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be amazing. Who knows? knows? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm upset by it. I'm upset, but I'm happy for Toronto. and, And Pittsburgh is, they are what they are. Technically, maybe they're better on paper. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they are. They're still a great team despite this, but the future is so damn bleak. Like, yeah, I don't know. But good for Toronto.
1: All right. We move on to the main event of the show. The continuing COVID Cup has now entered the conference final. We are watching currently live Tampa Bay Islanders game two. They're in the third period, tied 1-1 with 13 minutes left. So, hey, again, we tried to get the show out as early as possible. We had some commitments over the weekend. Uh, Nick was golfing. the, The NHL, they do not give us any pauses anymore. They want to get these games in. And and they go too quick for us. So, you know, a couple of games have transpired in the West Series. That one's one-one right now. So at least our prediction will there'll be no conflict of interest there. Like we we already know. Like it's a best of five now, right? It's not sure. like one of us is siding either way. Sure. And then this game, we should find out shortly if this is going to be one-one or if Tampa is going to take a commanding two-zero lead. They will not i sure hope not so yeah uh, forgive us if we have some if we feel disconnected a little where we're watching it right now if it can be tough to multitask so uh yeah but i'll I'll start with tradition and as tradition goes we pull up the schlub squad bracketology where kyle as much as he does not believe me is first in the bracket
0: challenge no one you are first what are you talking about no way. Yeah, you're
1: first. You have 120 points.
0: Holy shit. I thought I, thought I you're was by, last. You're up,
1: Richard, you're up by Richard with one point.
0: Holy shit.
1: Now, the the thing is, your total possible points has shrunk to 120. But
0: because, that's way better than these fuckers down here.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. We don't want to say any names. No. But the point is, Kyle's in first. My theory is you're in first because you cho- you're the only one who had the Islanders going to the conference final. Yeah. So kudos to you. Thanks. Um, and that's why you're getting all those brownie points now. But the rest of your bracket's mucked. You got Montreal and Colorado in the final and we all
0: know. So I, I can't get any more points. I
1: that's the problem. You can sit in your high chair right now, but you're you're wasted. Whereas if you go to my bracket But my
0: but my worst my yeah. worst is right here. Yeah. I can't be worse than four. But look,
1: I, I can get three times as many points
0: as you. Sure. And my Stanley sure.
1: Cup final is very much still in. Okay, you're foolish. I still have the battle of the but, lawyers. But the... you
0: but you don't want this. You oh, that'd be this. a great final. You don't want Tampa. I you don't want, want I, I
1: don't I don't want them, but Money it, Talks. But it would be a great it would be a great final.
0: Yeah, you know it'll be a fucking shit final? Mm-hmm. Dallas and New York. Dallas and New York. And that's yeah. what we're gonna get. Yeah,
1: we'll get into that, but <laughs> I guarantee it. The point is That's how life goes, man. The point is there, like Della's still in a good spot. She's got two sixty-two uh point uh points left. But again, her her people are out. I think I'm gonna win this thing. I think I'm gonna win my first bracket challenge.
0: Wow! Welcome to the club. Yeah. I've, I've got a, like three under my belt so far. It's I okay. Think. No, no, two, two, two.
1: Well, yeah. So I yeah, that's the bracket challenge. I mean, who else is up? Yeah. So Rick's up there.
0: I don't know. You could win. You could not move. Joe's
1: up there. Yeah, I could just not move, but we'll see. Del's I actually can't believe I'm
0: fucking in front. It's
1: yeah. crazy. It's basically a fight between me, Dell, Rick, Joe. That's about it. Mm. Uh, oh, and Andrew picked the Lightning. So the only people who actually have people, like, they pick to win left are me and Andrew. I have Vegas. He has Lightning. So we'll see how that plans out. He, has Tampa, he has Tampa winning the Cup? He uh, has Tampa winning the Cup. Wow, I, we got to Z- get
0: that guy on the show.
1: Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where we're at, and I guess we'll start, as usual, with our recaps. Uh, where would you like to start? You want to have the po- post-mortem right away, or do you want to save that for last? Philly, New York. Okay, so we'll work our way to the po- <clears throat> post-mortem. He needs to gather his emotions.
0: I'm saving that for the end. Yeah. <laughs> all right. When Philly- I've had more drinks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Philly, New York, uh, a seven-game series, went the distance, uh, pretty all-around, like, Back and forth series. I predicted that. My prediction was Islanders in seven. I was right. Uh, just got to point that out. And I, I called it a chess mass, match. I thought I thought the coaches would go back and forth. That's what we had. Islanders won game five. Philly won game six. They go to a game seven. Islanders squeak out. Oh, uh, well, hey, it was a commanding win in game seven. It was like a four-nothing decisive win. Uh, but, hey, the, the least interesting of all of them, I'd say. You know, this was definitely the one I paid the least attention to. Mm, uh, that's where yeah, I stand, Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Had the least, I don't know, just didn't have it for me. But, you know, Islanders still got the job done. I'm still heavily invested in them in my $1,000 bet. And, <laughs> it's a uh, good bet. It's a great bet. <laughs> I got to pat myself on the shoulder for that. That's what I did. I-, I threw a bunch of darts at the dartboard, you know, on August 1st. Yeah. And one of them landed so far. Yeah. So I, I know I'm feeling pretty good. And uh, I I thought they played really well. I, I thought <clears throat> Barzell had his a coming out party. If he didn't have his coming out party yet, you know, yeah. lights out that line of Bailey, Beauvillier and uh, Lee. Is that the line?
0: Is it not Nelson. Nelson? You're right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nelson's been unreal, man. He yeah. showed me something. So, wow. yeah, like Bailey's evolved and shown me another level nelson's evolved show me level another level bevillier just kept up what he showed me earlier in the in the in the in the series and then you got the barzell and and lee line as i watch barzell yet again just dangle his way through this so the Tampa damn zone.
0: sexy man um, oh my god
1: yeah he's 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 been a he's in beast mode he almost scored there on vasilevsky uh him and him and Lee love great chemistry i mean They've been they've been great, and then that third line still. I I just commend team that can roll four lines, and this team just did it to a T. Like Matt Martin was even pitching in on the third line. Yes. Like like everyone's doing something. The defensemen like like guys like Andy Green are like scoring. This guy called Scott Mayfield is scoring. Okay, five on three advantage. Let's see what happens. Cooper shaking in his yeah. Boots. Timeout Islanders. Um, like, just these unheralded guys on D are showing me something, too. Like, the Mayfields and the Greens. So, like, I the goalies, they went back and forth. Grice got oh. a, p- pitched a shutout in Game 7. He, he had another big game earlier in the series. Like, mm. the fact they could go to two goalies was a great sign, which Philly couldn't really do when they went to Elliott in that one game. He kind of stumbled. So, I just think like like new york was just the more well-balanced <laughs> you like that eh Cooper's just muttering to himself right now don't see enough of that <laughs> <laughs> under his breath he was just dropping f bombs. um yeah the goalies were more consistent the forwards were more consistent couturier he was injured for philly he kind of had to take uh, the games off um yeah. he he was missed um you know, guys, guys like connectney Connect still weren't really doing anything. So no, no. I just think Islanders gave more. They had they had more life. They 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 did more, and, and then I think the deserving team moved on.
0: Yeah, for Philly, you know, in the beginning, I, I saw a continuation of a, a troubling, troublingly anemic postseason. Like just a very flaccid offense, and just not really inspirational hockey to me. Kevin Hayes, however, really stepped up in this round. He was fantastic. The other big names, as you mentioned, were a little bit missing in action. Uh, Giroux, specifically, what the fuck's going on with this guy? He got his first goal, which is a kind of a shit tip-in, uh, like in Game Six or something. So that that's so disappointing to me. Uh, Couturier, obviously, he he had the injuries and he was oh wow, uh, and he and he's you know he was all right where he needed to be. Konechny was a no-show in, in, yeah. my, in my mind for what we expected of him. Um, but you know what? You got to give it to Philly. Like all this shit I talk about them, they fought through not one but two overtimes to force game seven. And one was a double. So I really I got to give them a pat on the back yeah. for that. They showed some real clutch play to get back in there. But at the end of the day, I never really had any doubt in New York. And you um, hated Philly.
1: I hated it. Yeah. I hated them. You got your wish.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and, and New York just had the mojo going. Um in terms of how they're built, uh, I don't know if oh. there's wow. I don't know if there's any team that has more of a balanced approach to offense that we've that we've seen in a long yeah. time. Like whether it's the Barzell line, the Nelson line, yeah. you mentioned Matt Martin. He's already on the scoreboard tonight. Like they've just got and Pajot, man, Pajot has been great. They've got every line. He was like
1: dropping the gloves. He was fighting in that game seven. He's inspired, man. Yeah.
0: Like every single line is is doing something. Um, and then you've got uh, you've got I gotta mention Eberly, because this is a long time favorite of of this show. He holds a special place in our heart. And if I'm latching onto one storyline for the rest of this playoffs, because I don't have my team anymore. It's, I want to get Eberle a cup. This guy means a lot to me. He, he, he was a big part of my childhood. The big part of why I love hockey as much as I do. So that's my guy for the rest of this playoffs. And I think you're going to see uh, Barzell come out as, you know, if he hasn't already, like you mentioned, more recognition. Like this guy needs more recognition. He might not put up the numbers, but the skill level is, is undeniable. So... Um, it's really cool what New York's doing. The goalies have shown a glimmer of weakness, but uh, I have a lot of confidence in But it's in nice
1: that. having the two there, right? Because when yes. Varlamov wasn't looking good, you got Grice, and then he just picks him up, right? Yes. And then we saw in game one here, Grice got lit early on, and they went back to Varley. And oh. I believe Varley's playing this game right now. So like the fact they can just have that dynamic is just really nice, whereas I don't think Tampa has that. So, you know, if Aska left, he gets lit. I don't really know who they go to. I guess McElhinney, but, I mean, he hasn't yeah. seen game action all playoffs. So, who knows what he's going to give you. So, yeah, it's it's a welcome sign. And, um, yeah, just very happy with them. I thought Krotz, Trotz coached the shit out of Vigneault. Vigno was, like, making coaches' challenges. He was losing them. He's a dumbass. Like, he, he was just, yeah. He was, He's a goof. He, yeah, he, he showed his goofiness. It, it showed. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the right mo- team moves on, so fuck i thought that was it man god damn Um, this Varley, i believe so yeah um so yeah that that does it for the islanders we'll get into them more as we get into our prediction segment but yeah that's at least all i want to talk about that series uh the other one that i would call the most disappointing series and that i was expecting way more than i got
0: yes yes like it
1: it was like i i go to like a nice restaurant and i want like my my ribeye steak like really a nice ribeye steak you know and i and i order asparagus and these nice double baked potatoes on the side and i think it's going to be great and then they give me my steak and it's all rare and the (laughs) potatoes are burnt and the asparagus is not juicy at all yeah that's what this series was to me and and I just can't believe Boston went out with such a whimper. I mean, it was a five-game series, so average Joe Schmo will just go, oh, five-game series, what a joke. There were some tightly contested games. You know, the final game that went into overtime was tight. There was another game earlier that was tight, but in two of these games, Tampa really took a beating to Boston. Like Fucked They weren't him. even close.
0: One was like 7 the, nothing? That right? game
1: where they had to go to the Vla- Vladar guy in net, the guy in for Rask, <laughs> oh, God. he was kind of a joke. He was the like, janitor that day. <laughs> ah, man, it just showed. It just showed. You can't just have one goalie in these playoffs, especially when the schedule's so like, yeah. uh, we got back-to-backs and stuff. It doesn't work.
0: No. And and,
1: and, and, and you got to have faith in a second guy. You need a, a guy pushing another guy to keep playing well. Yes. It, it just felt like they were throwing Halak in there regardless how he'd play because he's the only guy with experience, and they ate shit for it.
0: This playoffs, more than any other that I've ever been a part of, has played both their starter and their backup more than ever. It, it's crazy to me. Like Vegas, look at them. Leonard will have a shutout, and the next game flurries in the net. And, and it just blows my mind. Right. So it, it, it's a it's a new philosophy. It's a very new school kind of thinking. And maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't think so. I think maybe this, this is ushering a new philosophy altogether. But listen, Boston missed Rask. Let, let's not sugarcoat this. Halak was okay, not great. Uh, Marshawn had some rust. He mentioned it himself. His the hands weren't there. And Pasternak was out of shape. He said, the coach said that himself. Pasternak did not come in in shape. Neither did Kasha. And, uh, and, and that's eventually what their downfall was. And then they just kind of, you know, they didn't show the same fight that I thought they would. Uh, Char's future is now way up in the air. It's tossed up in the air like a jump ball. Could go either way. I'm not sure if he's going to come back, which is sad. It's sad to me. But Tampa's hungry, man. They have something to prove. After they got stomped last year, they got the talent to do it. Stamkos, be damned. We haven't even talked about how he's not even in this damn thing yet. I don't think they fucking need the guy. I think I think he was partying all COVID, and he had some sort of injury problem. But uh, what I want to bring up is is this Braden Point guy is really turning into one of the legends of the NHL. Like right now, if I'm putting a con Smythe on some guy's jersey right now, it's Braden Point. Like, he's the front-runner to me so far in this playoffs. Like, the way this guy can think the game and be be as small as he is and still drive nets, get into the dirty areas, like, it, he just does it all. And you know what? Third-round pick. He, he makes me wish that Mitch Marner played this way. Uh-huh. Like, why can't Marner be this guy? It, it just, it upsets me. But, I mean, I respect the guy a ton. I hate Tampa. Let's not get this twisted, but I, I look at point and even even Kucherov and what he's doing and and they're just they're they're killing it. They're killing it.
1: So do you buy into what I was saying how like the team looks different. They they look like a team that isn't trying to score more than the other team. They're trying to li- limit less goals than the other team. They're more physical, they're more grindy. Get that sense? From Tampa? Yeah. Uh I do cuz like you see like the the Coleman's and the Gord and the and yeah. Gosians on the back end. Like they, they fit that mold. They're more Sarnic. balanced
0: now. Yeah.
1: They got more side maroon. Yeah. They size. They're not just a bunch of little speedy guys. Yeah. You know, like they were last year when they got knocked.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like
1: they have size, they have grit, they have a defensive physicality, you know? Yes. Something the Leafs were lacking that we want to see from them. So they look more complete in whatever, like work that Julian Brisebois did. it's paid off and I think you're seeing it so like yeah I picked Boston to win I'm I'm ashamed (laughs) that they lost yeah but I'm not too surprised by the outcome when I see the whole series and I see how well Tampa played I'm like hey they're they're the deserving team
0: yeah what scares me is that we've talked about how every team left in the playoffs is a very complete very little weakness team Mm. I think Tampa is that but they have star power, which mm-hmm. which scares me. Big yeah, part. like, fuck, like,
1: Andre Pallot? Where did he come from? Yeah. He was a stud. Stud in that series. Yeah. Like, who is this guy?
0: Yeah. He, he
1: was just some generic top six guy who every year would just score, like, 50 points, you know?
0: Right. And now yeah. he's,
1: like, stud.
0: Yeah, these guys just, they wait in the wings and fucking, they, they hide away on the second line and let the big guys do their do their work, mm-hmm. and then... You know, they're serviceable. Yeah. They're, they're serviceable at this time of year. So yeah, I, I'm worried, man. Like if I were to if I were to predict a winner right now, I don't know, man. Like it's like grim. my, my it's heart my you. heart says the Islanders, but yeah. my brain says Tampa. Okay. Which just, you know it
1: just looks like maybe their year, but we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> no, it's not their year. It's we'll never say, gonna be their year. We'll
1: see Move can we move on to the west? Vegas. Okay, Vegas. Canucks. All I'm gonna go into is a all I'm gonna go into is the night I was here watching the game with Kyle. We were watching the Colorado game, we'll get into that shortly. But all game Kyle was going on about how Vegas is screwed, hockey gods against Vegas. This is terrible. How could they be starting Leonard again? Like you were just you were furious going into that game seven.
0: I don't know if that's the word. And
1: just to tee up what was going on, basically (laughs) Vegas commanded the series. They were up 3-1. And then out of nowhere, Markstrom sustains an injury. A little kid called Thatcher Demko comes into the net and goes on to stop like the next 138 shots he faces. And all of a sudden pulls a rabbit out of his hat and steals two games for Vancouver. Series tied, 3-3. Hmm. So, for Vancouver, it's easy. You go with Demko, Game 7, and you hope for the best. Hope he keeps keeping on, right? For Vegas, do you go to your big game, Mr. Franchise, Mr. Face of the Franchise, Marc-Andre Fleury, right? Or or do you go to guy who's carried you this whole playoffs, Pete DeBoer's boy, Robin Leonard? And and Kyle and I had the debate. I I told him I I think it's going to be Leonard. Just because of the way DeBoer ha- has no allegiances, he likes to stick with his, his gut, his guns. But I even thought I, I even said I'd go flurry. You said you'd go flurry, and yet the the lawyer surprised us by going with uh, with the, with the Leonard. So um, yeah, all I'll say is I read an athletic article the following day after their winning game seven, and it was titled, "Pete DeBoer presses all the right buttons in game seven win." And let me elaborate on that. Not only does he pick the goalie that goes on to have a shutout in that game and have arguably the save of the playoffs, saving a Brock Besser one-timer from Bo Horvat on a two-on-one and sprawling side-to-side. I didn't even think that big guy had that kind of save in him, how he could move like that. But, but we saw it. That saved the game right there.
0: He's sluggish.
1: Not only that, but Pete DeVore, he, he realigned his lines, he put the classic Carlson-Marcuso-Riley-Smith line together, so he he got them back. He put Stone uh, with Pacioretty, and he moved up uh, the, the centerman on the third line to that line. He bumped Stastny to the third line to play with Puck. So he, he kind of balanced his lines accordingly, and they, sh- they showed so much life in that game. I think they were out-shooting them like... Something ridiculous. Like it was I th- ridiculous. Vancouver only had 14 shots on goal the whole game. Yeah, yeah, Like it seemed like the whole game they were just stringing along, hoping to win one nothing Vancouver, and then eventually <clears throat> Vegas gets a power play. Ten minutes left in the game. Pete DeBoer, third thing he does, calls a timeout right before the power play. In this post game interview, he said, "My top line guys were tired going into that power play. They needed a rest. I called the timeout." And they scored a goal. Three huge things DeBoer did in that game—they all paid off, and Vegas ends up winning the series. So, to me, Pete DeBoer won the series for the Vegas Golden Knights. Thoughts?
0: And is his four and zero in Game Sevens.
1: Uh, five and zero. Really? Was four and zero going into that. Now oh, he's five and zero. Oh, okay. He is five and zero in Game Sevens, and he is now uh, one of only few coaches in history to take three different teams to the conference final. I think there's only like four coaches in the history of the league who've done it, and he's one of the four. Mm. So he's done that. He's undefeated in game sevens, and now he's going for a first, which is his first Stanley Cup.
0: <laughs> You're such a bitch, man. But Why you are you this? so satisfied with this? Lawyer. I don't care. No one cares about that.
1: And you know what he said in the postgame after the game? They're like, Peter, what can you tell us about by, uh, Dallas? What do you got to do about Dallas? And he just looked at the guy in the eyes and said, like Frankie like I love you buddy but tonight I'm just getting drunk and like no just he leave. did yeah not. he said I'm having a few drinks and I'll worry about it tomorrow but for now I'm just having a few drinks wow loved it
0: L- that's a likable guy
1: Canadian boy
0: likable guy Canadian boy yeah okay well so what well here's here's what I got here's what I got Vegas goes up three1. And I, and I, what I said was the early shenanigans, the chirps and and the, the Marcia so shit would uh, is like karma good, that's going to come back to bite sure. them. Hockey. It almost did. They danced with the devil. They went to Game Seven. It never should have gone to Game Seven. The hockey gods ignited this guy Thatcher Demko because they fucked up so hard. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to say is that because of the karma that i called thatcher demko was almost this close to smiting this better team where they stood but all was not to be they uh they they put their sins to rest and they got through it uh vegas has two number one goalies that that has become a a main theme for this team and you saw Fleury start the first game over in Dallas. He had a great right. game. They lost the game, mind you, but he had a he had a fantastic yep. game. Not his fault. No. And um and, and just a quick word on Vancouver before we put them to rest for this season is they'll be back. Uh the play of Hughes, Patterson, Miller, and Horvat was inspiring to say the least for the fan base. Uh, and they've had some great they're gonna have some great runs. Let let's uh Let's be honest, this team is is, is going to be a mainstay in the West. Uh, they're in a great spot. Oh. But
1: Oh my God, Palat just missed, like he was in front of the net just by himself with 19 seconds left. Oh, oh
0: no! No, no, no! God, so
1: Tampa, damn it, I can't. Tampa just won the game. I can't do this anymore, Nick.
0: Honest to God.
1: Te- Nikita Kucherov, seven seconds left in the game. Two on Tampa. Tampa wins game three. Uh, game two, up to Nothing seriously.
0: I actually can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm not putting any emotion into this anymore, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Like I'm just gonna watch as a casual. Like this is, happens, happens. this is fucking ridiculous, man. How sad. does this happen, man?
1: Like T- Islanders just looked like they were like carrying the game. They are shooting.
0: They did, the have a, they
1: did have a five on three. They didn't score. Yeah. Ooh, like oh, my two. God. Right on, that sucks. That sucks. You're getting robbed. ooh
0: No, no, no. God damn it, Nick. Cut the show. This okay. is garbage. We may
1: have to go to break, folks. This is just too much to handle. John Cooper with the three fist pump. Triple fist. Are pe- you shitting me? Heck flex. Um, too much from, from the fake lawyer. And his team is just – they've just oh.
0: – If I'm Trotz, oh, I'm clipping on. that video. Uh, if I'm trots, I'm clipping that video and I'm playing it like five times before right. next game. Trying to Look at this bitches. fucking clown. God damn it.
1: That's a tough way to lose, eh? I think that – yeah. Well, we'll get into this on our preview, but this this has got to stay. This has got to stay. Um. Yeah. I mean, where were we? I mean, uh, you were uh, – you were just talking about Vegas how they're a threat, but you, you two goalies, what were you talking about? Two
0: number one goalies Vancouver's is going to be God. here to stay. Hockey Gods ignited Demko right. because I called it. Because of Vegas is like improper sportsmanship. Um but I just don't know what to believe anymore. It. Like I don't know what to believe anymore. Like this is just
1: I I want to touch a little bit on Vancouver. Um you may they're, yeah they, they showed me a lot I, I'm happy we the fans of Canada got to see so much of them because I feel like they're an unheralded Canadian story they don't get a lot of talk because they're all the way out west at least out east people don't watch them enough no I feel like they got to see a, a, a lot of them here um oh man I just realized I'm not going to get a thousand dollars that hurts
0: Nick it's <laughs> <laughs> not over yet yeah it's, that's
1: demoralizing <laughs> god damn that's, that's I know, demoralizing I know I know but anyways
0: oh yeah um, uh, no yeah God, no so
1: anyways uh i i i got it. i gotta shout out to like guys like T- tyler mott you know Str- yeah he Blocked yeah. the most shots in the whole playoffs like a third line grinder kind of guy like i didn't know about this guy before the playoffs started now i know about him right
0: yeah
1: um I don't know, guys. Guys like Chris Tanev on defense, like blocking shots, going all out. He's going to be a pending UFA. Um, guys like uh, Jake Vertanen stepping up. You know,
0: good uh, guy.
1: Yeah, but Vegas was giving him a hard time. Did you read that article? No. He was he was getting like they'd like throw a huge hit on him, and like he, he'd go up. down, and then all the trips from the bench, he'd be right by the bench, he'd be like. Yeah, you deserve it, you fucker. Like, 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 <laughs> like, they hated him. Or, fat, you fat fuck. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were all over him. Like, I'll get Where you, do you get the, these articles? I'll get these quotes for you. Athletic. Oh, of course. Yeah. It was awesome. Fuck. Uh, yeah, th- this Vegas team, like, loudest team in the playoffs. Like, biggest chirps. Yeah. Like, love love these guys. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, those two guys stuck out to me. Uh, who else? I mean, I mean, Hughes had a bit more of a subdued round here, but yeah. even, even he, you know, he scored a goal in that game six. Like that was big. Um, you know, Horvat and and and, and Be- Besser picked it up. You know, he was getting criticized. He picked it up. Um, I mean, it, they, they 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 showed me a lot, and of course the goaltending. How can you not talk about the goaltending? I just think. This this off season, there's going to be a lot of stories. Like, mm-hmm. who's, first off, you got to start with the goalie. Do you go with the the big guy who you're going to pay a shit ton of money to keep around and, and let Demko walk in expansion? You know, because they're taking Demko. There's no one else on that team who they'll take. Yeah. Or do you do you go all in on Demko? Try to tra- uh, try to trade Markstrom, right? I mean, what, what what do you do? So that's a huge one. I just said Tanev, he's a free agent. Do you sign him or not? Mm. To me, it seems like they're going to have to decide between Tyler Toffoli, who's a UFA, and Tanev is a UFA. Ooh. Who matters more to you, the top six guy who fills out your top six admirably mm. or the, the top four guy who fills out your top four D admirably? Ad-
0: ad- For them, I'd go top four D. Yeah,
1: I would too. But mm-hmm. we, we don't know what his appetite is to stay there. We don't know how much money they have to give how much yeah. he want he'll he'll probably he could probably make a lot of money Sure, like the leafs would pay him a shit ton of oh, they money would. if he went to the leafs so yeah i uh, i don't know it's going to be it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting yeah and that's one of those teams we've said enough like this off season, it's just going to be it's going to be uh just something to keep an eye on you know
0: and i i think the way People are swaying as they they will keep Demco and and the the Markstrom era will have ended, in, w- in which case this is one of the hottest goalie markets in recent memory, like Holtby, Murray, De- uh, Markstrom. Like there's a ton of good good goalies out there that that are up for grabs. So if, if guys are looking to shake up the net position, what what a what an opportunity here.
1: Uh, here's the Vegas quote. This is a team that when Vertanen, Vertanen was hit in the third period by a Cronwell-style hit thrown by McNabb, the hit, both clean and appropriate, and appeared to be injured, had an unidentified player lean over the bench and yell at the prone Canucks forward as he awaited attention from Vancouver's medical trainers. Quote, that's what you get, end quote, the player began, heckling an apparently injured opponent. Quote, serves you right, you fat fuck. So there you go. But we don't know who the Vegas player is, of course. Is he so. fat? I don't know. I just think it's... I funny. don't think he's that fat. Well, he's big, right? Remember we were going over? He's like 220? 6'1", 220?
0: Let me look this guy up real quick. Like, I, I don't remember him being that fat. Like...
1: He was big, though. Like, apparently he weighs more than Ryan Reeves. We were going over yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you look at his face, it doesn't seem like a fat face, you know? Yeah. maybe seems he's like a, a slim, slim... Maybe yeah. he just
1: packs a big beer belly.
0: Oh boy, here! We, oh boy, okay. No, no, no. Well, come on, come on, it's just come on.
1: A, at the end of the day, it's just a generic chirp. Right? I
0: know, but this, like, when you call someone fat, yeah. like you, you, you know it. You have to mean it. Uh, you know. Fair enough. I don't know. Okay, I'll, I like that one. I, I, I will use yeah, yeah. that on three on three.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's harsh.
0: And that's hard. Uh, yeah, I okay. I'll, I'll chalk that one down. I'm not gonna put that in the bad karma yeah. books. I'll keep that to a, a good chirp. Nice
1: um so yeah i mean that's all i gotta say on van i'm just glad it was their kind of coming out party there's been talk they're kind of canada's team now if there's a team to to have the greatest odds of winning the cup it might be van you may disagree yeah
0: i I guess so i guess so
1: i feel like it's a tough debate like each team's like one move away from being that team you know it's gonna be ottawa edmonton's a defenseman away from being that team Toronto's a defenseman away from being that team, maybe? Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's There's a lot. lot. It's it's a tough debate, but the point is, glad they got their uh, spot in the limelight, and I guess I'll get into Vegas more when we talk about the the next round here.
0: Mm. So,
1: are you ready for the (laughs) post-mortem of the Colorado
0: Avalanche? Can we just get this over with? Skip the theatrics. I'm done with this. I don't want to talk about it. I almost quit watching hockey, you know that? I I almost quit watching these playoffs. In fact, I said those words. Get that shit out of my face. I, I, uh, you know what that's called? No. The
1: thousand-yard stare. What's that mean? So whenever you see, like, a team eliminated or something and, like, like a player's just in disbelief you'll often like just see the guy's face like staring at nothing for like four seconds that's called the thousand yard stare because in their mind they're starting to just comprehend everything comprehend quickly everything that's just happened yeah and they, all and once. they, and they just look dumbfounded when you look at them yes. outwardly you know yes. and, and so anyways when the game ended it showed great it was the shot of the playoffs it was Dallas's front office guys in the mask selling in their, oh, in their office. Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Pierre going, relief for Jim Nill and the Dallas oh, staff. I and, am
0: gonna be sick to and my stomach. And then it cuts
1: to Nathan McKinnon doing the thousand yard stare. And and Pierre Maguire goes, and sudden death for Nathan <laughs> McKinnon. Shut the it was fuck like the perfect up, line Pierre. and the perfect Yeah.
0: This so, guy's a joke, man.
1: It was it was hard to watch, but I mean I, I you know you never really l- literally like th- like you never hear sudden death and think of it literally like whenever I hear sudden death overtime I, I always just go oh it's it's just sudden death overtime it's it's sudden death but when you think about what the what is literally implied by that it, it literally means your season comes to a crushing halt Li- like once that puck crosses the line you know like it's over yeah. everything that all the prep all the training all that is over The second that uh, Kavitara guy on Dallas scores that goal. Kiviranta. Kiviranta.
0: Who's a nobody, by the way. Mm -hmm. Here's what I learned from this series. If you are a guy who has not much money in your pocket, and you go off and you walk over to the Sick Kids building downtown... You don't even take your train. You want to save your money. You want to. T- you don't even take the TTC at all. No public transit. You walk from Markham, from Markham, like demos, all the way to the Sick Kids Hospital, with all the money you have in your in your wallet, and you say you slap your fucking cash on the on the table. Boom, take it all. You need it more than I do. I've got all I need at home. I'm stocked up for the month. Don't worry about me. And then you walk home. You've done all you can. The sun is shining. Not a cloud in the damn sky. The Roads are busy. You get hit by a bus. And then you get struck by lightning. That's just life. That's just, You will do all that you can to be the best person you can be. You'll cover all your bases. You'll do all you can. You've lived the right way. But you can get hit by a bus. That's how I felt that day, Nick. That's how I felt that day. I felt like this team, I hate to make it personal, but I was feeling so good about them winning. I was like, man, I've lived this week super clean. Mm. I've worked hard. Mm. I deserve a win today. Mm. I, I deserve to, like, and it's it's stupid, right, to, to think, think of it like that. But I felt like I got hit by a bus that day. And you look at McKinnon and the 1,000-yard stare. This guy doesn't deserve it. This guy, this guy, you, you don't even know what went on behind closed doors. He was the most dedicated. He, yeah. he, nobody wanted to win more than he did. Yeah. Not a single person in this NHL. And, and he gets hit with injuries upon injuries. And he, he puts up a Gretzky-type run in the playoffs that no one has ever seen since 30, 20, 20 to 30 years. And he gets slapped with this crap, this, this Dallas Stars... Can't score a clean goal so we'll get all this grubby shit, all this garbage around the net, all these tips. Like, It's just so fucking demoralizing how you can be twice the skill level even with the injuries and you get fucked up by Pavelski type shit. Garbage. I'm going to fly by the net and get hit on the ass and it's going to go in. And then you get Michael Hutchinson, who I, for my money, will say is the worst goalie in the NHL. Whoa! Of this year. He's Even the wo- on
1: that Pavelski save in Game 7?
0: He is the worst goalie to, to start a game in the 2019-2020 <laughs> season, including David Ayers. I would wow. rather have the fucking Zamboni driver ben in Hutchinson. the fucking net. This guy was garbage every save he made. Even that fucking Pavelski one. They wouldn't be in this situation. No. This guy, they shoot it, and he just he's so clumsy. He couldn't even teach a fucking nine-year-old how to play goalie. This guy is crap. So they lose their number one, their number two goalie. They lose their captain. They lose their rock on defense, Eric Johnson. They lose Matt Calvert, who... Do not get me wrong, this guy is their heart and soul. This guy makes their fourth line tick. He's 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 the Swiss watch of the fourth line. Like he will do anything to win. They needed that guy, especially early on in the se- in the series when Dallas was playing playoff hockey and Colorado was stuck in regular season mode. That's why they went down. They finally figured it out. They were the much better team from game 5 and onwards. And, uh, and then they get hit with this crap. Even Connor Timmins going down. You don't want Kevin Connaughton in there. Hmm. What's he going to do for you? Fuck. Like, I oh, it just... It wasn't their time. Dallas is a finished product. They'll never be better with their current system than they are now. Colorado's guys, Colorado's system, everything is trending up, and it still is. This is so not the team... you're gonna see next year not not so much roster wise but everyone will grow everyone will take a step mccarr had a few fumbles but oftentimes he was the best player on the ice nathan mckinnon included like it's so damn sad that we can't see more of this exciting electrifying team but with the injuries that that went down it's not the year. So it was
1: Johnson, Donskoy, Grubauer, Frances,
0: and uh, and Calvert and Calvert. Landeskog.
1: Oh yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. What are you gonna
1: like? Too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much, and it's I, I don't too know. much. I, I, we were, I knew we were gonna have this discussion at some point. This playoff run, I did not see them winning the cup. But I, I, I thought, like, they were going to lose at some point, and then we'd have this conversation. This was inevitable. It's just sad the way they went down. I would have liked to see them go down naturally as opposed to running out of bodies, you know? It's cheap. That's not good. Cheap. Uh, with that said, like, you, you, can't just, you can't just say, like, Dallas is, like, this fluky, baloney team. Because, like...
0: That's they, how I see them.
1: They, they, were, uh, they were, like, all season long, they were, like, 30th in goals scored and, like, second in defense. Like, they were a Nick team by all number, all the metrics. Yeah. But in this playoffs, they've kind of been more of an offensive team. They've kind of turned the tables, and they've shown a little more spark. And, and they've done something interesting. Like, when you look at their lines, like, it's kind of all over the place. Like, what they do is instead of loading up a top line like Colorado does, they spread out the wealth. So they'll have one line, which is, like, Ben and, like, Corey Perry – and they'll have another line, which is like Sagan doing his own thing, uh, with with like uh, Radulov, or pa- and then another line's Pavelski. Like they spread out the offense. They get a lot from their D, the Klingberg and the Hyskinens. There's these underrated stoppers like Lindell and Alexiak. Kudobin is a elite goaltender in this league. He's um, a,
0: he's a good goalie, not elite. <laughs> good
1: um so i i think they're just uh, they're an unheralded story good good for the coach that long time goofy guy who finally moves on to the conference final i i, I you gotta give as much as you want to say you know colorado we're unlucky you gotta tip your cap to the dallas stars at the very least and it's part of the reason i i, I put money on them i can't
0: i can't i will not give them you're
1: any a fan
0: I think the games Colorado lost...
1: You can't look at this objectively, impartially.
0: All those early games, they beat themselves. Colorado? Yes. I really believe that.
1: The goalie's huge. You need a goalie to win in the playoffs and those goals Hutchison was letting in, well, they got no business going in.
0: Look at what happened when Dallas played their backup. He got fucking torched in minutes. So
1: so are they in on the are they in on the UFA goalie market? Like should they be going after Markstrom and Leaner? or should they just be sticking and hoping Grubauer can hoist a cup and stay healthy?
0: Uh,
1: Cuz man, I don't know.
0: I would I want them I want them to get a I'd love for them to get a Holtby.
1: No, a Holtby type. Yes. Okay, I don't want. I don't like Holtby. I, but, I think he's. I don't he's, like Holtby much he's like either. He's mid tier among but, the pending, like UFA goalies. But, the, but he's
0: he's the most stable ground that you can the, get. The, he's not a I, great goalie, go, but I, he's a I, very good goalie. I,
1: I'd I'd get like Freddie Anderson. I,
0: if he's available, it it's gonna cost. He, he is available. Well, thing is, I don't want to pay. Like I don't want to trade Assets. for the goalie. Yeah. Well.
1: Toronto might only want like cap space or something, you know?
0: Maybe, yeah. I mean
1: and Colorado's got a shit ton of cap space, well, if not f- mistaken.
0: F- right. Well, does Freddie Anderson won? Nothing. He's he not in but game seven. He has
1: enough pedigree. He has like pedigree.
0: Yeah, but Holt I don't know. I, I just see Holtby as a very stable, very reliable, you know exactly I what think you're Sadie gonna would get. Be
1: great there, but, okay.
0: Well, hey, I, we'll I, don't, I don't I don't I don't trust Freddie. That's we'll see. Thing. Okay. Okay, fair enough. But,
1: but I just Yeah, it's a shame when the goalie's not producing. You can almost see it in McKinnon's face. Like when Hutchison let that goal in, he was like dropping F bombs. Like he knew, like, man, like this is pathetic. This guy should be an AHL goalie and he's goaltending us (laughs) here. If that. If that. If that. And he's goaltending us here in this game seven. So, Uh... I mean, yeah, it was sad. And it's just a sad way to go down. But sometimes that's just the way the wind blows. Like you said, it's not their time. Dallas is more of a proven commodity right now they're more of a mm. built team right now so let them move on and go for their cup run colorado will have their, their things the one interesting i thing i saw is that like last year when they lost to san jose i i they kind of knew where they needed to improve like they needed depth at certain positions they upgraded they addressed it right <clears throat> yeah with this run it almost feels like it's different it's like oh we lost but we don't really feel like we there's this big hole you know? Yeah. So like do they just hope they get healthy and they bring back the boys and go at it again? Do they, do they <sighs> try to solve it? Is it simple, simply just the goaltending? Like what do you, what do you do if you're Joe Sakic?
0: To be completely honest, I really think you look at goaltending, address that and you don't need anything else. I I really do believe that. Like I don't think the offense failed them. I, I think, I mean, you're you're only going to get stronger with Bo Byram coming in. Connor Timmins is going to be a mainstay next year. Your defense is done. It's set. Like, you, you've invested so much, it's going to come to fruition. Solidify the goalteng- goaltending. I'd love to have Grubauer Bauer as a, an, either a backup or a 1B. That'd be perfect. And then you're done, man. And then you're done. And you can have Fran as your three in case a shit situation like this comes up. And then I think like there's no beating this team. Maybe add a little bit of sprinkled in um third, fourth line kind of guys. Jost, I'm not sure he's still a fit here, you know, like he he's a good, he's a good kind of energy guy, but I think it's time to to move on to for someone who's more suited for a third line role. He's kind of a second line guy who can't make it to the second line, you know, so, there's little things that need tweaking outside of goalie, but that is the major concern. And I told you that day. I told yeah. you that harrowed day. Joe Sackick has done a marvelous job getting guys, getting this roster set, but you've got Byram, you've got Newhook waiting in the wings. If they're going to do this, those guys, one of them or both of them, will be part of this. And they just they weren't this year, so it's not time. They're not ready yet. And next year, watch out. That's all i got to say.
1: Uh, last point, this Ronta <laughs> character. One point in 13 games over the regular season, uh, and in his AHL career with the Texas Stars, hmm. he was under uh, .50 points per game in his tenure with the AHL. That so hurts. He scores a hat-trick and leads his team to the conference. That, that hurts. hurts. Very neat. I like those unheralded starts <laughs> in the playoff kind of stories. Yeah. Of course hurts when it goes against you, not the team you're rooting for, but still a yeah. fun little story. Mm. Um all right. Quick I predictions. Think, yeah, quick predictions. I'm just gonna run up and get a beer. And I'll uh, do one as well. Why don't you introduce what the matchups here and what's going what's going on just to catch up the fans. Like they need to know what we've seen going into these predictions so they're raw, right?
0: Yeah, might as well start with the East with the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning. As of today, September 9th, 2020, we've just witnessed Tampa Bay score with like seven seconds left go up 2-0 on the New York Islanders. That's where that series is at. It's heartbreaking. Me and Nick are both the same kind of page on this one. It sucks, but it is what it is. Over in the West, we've got Dallas and Vegas, two very complete teams going at it. Uh, Dallas, perhaps the more defensively minded. And that series is 1-1. Dallas had a surprising, to me at least, uh, surprising win in the first game. And, and then Vegas really flexed on uh, on their muscles. I think a 3 nothing win um, for game two. So that's 1-1. And the other series is 2 nothing, and we'll do a little prediction time, Nick. And the big question is, do we follow the heart, or do we follow the head? Huh. It's the age-old question. You've cried on the show because you didn't follow your yeah. heart, and I've cried almost because I followed my heart instead of my head. So what do we do? What do we do? And are you considering what you've seen already, 2 nothing and 1-1 one one in the series? Well, you have to. You have to consider it. This is okay, where so, we are.
1: So two things stand out for me in this Tampa Islander. Uh, my heart says Islander because I did put money on them, and I have a thousand dollars riding on them if I win. And I'm,
0: money is passion.
1: That's that like if I have said it like if I win that I'm spending that money right away. Like that's not even disposal That's not even saving. It's that just I that's money I should not have, and I'm blowing that right away. Um, <laughs> what are you buying? By I way. don't know, but I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'll be very smart about how I spend that money, but it's going quick. Um,
0: symbolic though.
1: I don't want to talk about what I'm getting until I have the money. You yeah, know? of course. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Yes. Uh my mind says Tampa. Because I chose them in my bracket. I gotta stick with my gut. I gotta stick with like right? I've said that in the past. Stick with your gut in these predictions. Don't like waver. <laughs> And my bracket has Tampa in the final, and my mind says to stick with it. Now, two things watching the series that I've been privy to that stand out to me. Uh, I don't like these condensed highlights the NHL does. They, they don't get. Gi- they only give you like the goals, some certain plays, but they don't give you like the drama, like the shots that really yes. stick with you, like right. the facial reactions. There was a shot. We were eating all-you-can-eat wings at Hooters on Sunday night, Monday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And we were watching the game, and Islanders got blown out of the water, I think, it yes. like 5-1. Yeah. And there was a shot of Matt Barzell getting the puck stripped from him in the offensive zone. Tampa just stripped him of the puck. And as he was going to the bench for a line change, he took his stick. Like, this is live play going on. Like, he should either be back-checking or going for a change he's slamming his stick on the glass next to his bench like five times and then going for a line change so like puck stripped bang 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 off the ice and that that said volumes to me because this looks like a stud who who we've been talking about like the show like i love the guy like top five offensive player in my mind in the league but seeing things like that Show me this Tampa team has like a stinginess to them where they can get into the heads of even the most talented offensive playmakers in this league. And I saw that, I'm like, fuck, it's game one, man. Like, what are you letting your emotions like get in the best of you right now? But watching that, that showed me a team that, that he, he that showed me this this Tampa team can really, really they have this defensive mindset that was missing in the past. They seem to have honed in on it now i've been saying it since that columbus series they just look different Mm. and that stuck out to me and then of course this this was a huge game if they had just won this then then you, you got some momentum you got some belief you can beat this giant tampa but fuck losing a game with seven seconds left in regulation i'm not even sure barry trotz the the great coach ukrainian coach can motivate his team out of this you know like it's one thing to get, like, blown out in a game, too. It's another thing to lose with seven seconds left on kind of like a breakdown coverage. Open Kucherov slides it under Varlamov's armpit. Like, that was not good to watch. The team looked demoralized. We saw Eberly there on that final shot. I think those, like, I just, there's a vibe I'm getting, just those two things I described. <clears throat> the, 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 the morale of the team as it sits right now after that loss and the Barzell stuff I was seeing in game one. That's enough for me to say. I'm sticking with my mind. I got Tampa winning this in four games. I, what? Yeah.
0: What are you talking about? A
1: thousand bucks. Yeah, I'm. I'm not getting that. A thousand bucks. Four games. You understand these bets? These. these bets I, know, I, know, be- I know. I know. I know. Think I think it was happening. I just I threw darts
0: at a dartboard. Come on, man.
1: I, I, I. I'm pissed. I, I, I should be more visibly pissed, but I'm on the air right now. I'm not going to make a tantrum. <laughs> like I did last year. I'm not crying on the microphone right now. <laughs> the point, the point is like those two points really resonate with me. I just stated and I'd love to have a thousand dollars, but sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Like the Islanders, are the last team sitting in this, tur- in this tournament where it's like, it's a quote unquote COVID team, you know, like <laughs> if, if you were if you're of the belief, it's the COVID cup and an upset team is going to win. The Islanders are the only representation of that left.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put Dallas I in don't there. put Dallas in that I, category. I, I, would, I, don't, I, would. I don't
1: put them in that category. I don't.
0: They almost uh, missed the playoffs. They could have missed the playoffs if, if the regulars, they Dallas might have. is
1: not on that level in my mind. But the point, sure. the point is, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the better team. And the way this is looking, it looks like, as a lot of pundits were saying, at the end of the day, as much as it's weird and it's the COVID Cup, the best teams will be the best teams. And I think we're seeing that play out right now. Like I said, I think this is going to be like Boston, Carolina last year in that conference final. 4 nothing Boston. I'm going 4 nothing Tampa. I think this series done. After that, I think it's done.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you why it's not done. done. I'll tell you why it's not done. I'll say Islanders in 7.
1: <laughs> Just so you can hear me cry again? Heart! If, Nick! If, if Islanders win this in 7, I will probably cry again.
0: I will, I, Yeah. And you'll have to like I'm you'll goods. have to thank me because I'm putting I'm putting myself on the line for your money, for your wallet. So now I deserve a jersey out of this. That's how I see <laughs> it. That's how I see it. Let me explain myself. As Pierre would be keen to mention, travel is a factor. Sure. Tampa Bay had won a week ago, maybe more yeah. against against Boston. They've been okay. Do not get me like I gotta make this absolutely clear. You have set up a home at this hotel. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay has moved from their home and they've laid roots in this new home for a yeah. week. And they're no, they're... yes, they were
1: only there one night longer than the islanders.
0: How's that possible? They've they stayed they've been... in
1: Toronto the whole time, really? The whole time off, they were in Toronto. Bullshit. They only got at, into Edmonton a night before the islanders.
0: Okay okay Step so then, that back a little bit that aside they have been game planning rest. rest. scheming yeah. resting game planning yep. all this stuff and they the one day extra really helps yeah. True. and and, and the islanders have been in a dogfight that they didn't expect themselves to be into against philly like I, i'm sure they took a bit of gas off of philly to maybe think about the next series and then they got into a game seven this and that yeah i th- i see Game one as a total crapshoot. I I see that as a throwaway for the Islanders because Tampa Bay is uber ready. Uh, they're they're they've been having their sights set on this team. They probably predicted Islanders would win. They prepare for both regardless. Uh, so I I threw that away. Doesn't matter. It's a blowout. Islanders don't get blown out. There's got to be a reason for it. Um, and then this game what happened it's it's kind of a stupid play that leads to a goal with with seconds left if this went into overtime it's they, a coin toss
1: they should have scored on that 5 on 3 They should
0: have scored in the 5 on 3 sure but Tampa might have had a 5 on 3 in the first we, we, don't, know. Know. we don't know we, we just, don't know we just watched the third but yeah. yeah so i i'm i'm looking at this as a one nothing series for for Tampa Bay even though they're even though they're up two nothing i think uh i think i've seen enough from the islanders to know they have some fight left They'll turn this into a series and then and then it's just heart.
1: <laughs> and coaching.
0: I, I know. I know Tampa Bay is the better team. I know they're the better team. And uh and I just have to I have to continue to stick to the to the guts. So Vegas
1: lacks heart. Or sorry, Tampa lacks heart.
0: I don't even know if I can say that confidently. <laughs> okay. But I'm just going with what I feel. Yeah. You know? Like I, I love the balanced depth of the Islanders and I I don't love the system, but I do love the coach and what he's able to, how he's able to influence the game.
1: Squeeze all the life out of his team. Squeeze all the juice out of the life. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I just it, it's more personal, but I, I don't like what Cooper did to drew. In. So <laughs> I'm hoping that karma and swings back. And reactions by. are
1: so childish.
0: And they're childish. Exa- that has it's got to two, be something. Game
1: two of a series, and
0: he's like... There's got to be something to that. Like, I'm telling you, if I'm trots, I'm replaying this fucking clown of a coach. Lat- farthest yeah. thing from professional. This guy's giving a triple fister. It's just so... It's childish. It's unprofessional. You're not... Like, my old, my old mentor, my old coach, Jimmy T, he always used to say uh even keel when um quiet success was his motto you want to you want to have success and you want to be quiet about it look like you've been there yeah this guy looks like a fucking clown yeah. a fake lawyer and uh i hope he goes this down this guy for
1: clearly it. did not take a legal ethics course no god no no way he's a he, child no he read that textbook i had in the car no way
0: like he is just a trashy a joke, fuck. A and I mean put put him and trots in a room and who and who's blinking first. Like this is not even close. Yeah. Um but the talent, like the yeah. star power is there on Tampa and they've they seem to have some good mojo going, but I'm gonna go Islanders. I think they can do it.
1: All right. Quick uh Vegas and um stars. I, I think it would have been way more fun if it was Vegas, Colorado. Oh. I think that's what we both wanted my team versus your team. Yeah. We didn't get yeah. it. We did yep. not get it, but my bet remains $250 on the Dallas Stars. Um, so I got two teams in the running. And yeah, Dallas, they they played a quintessential defensive-defensive game, one one nothing in the first game. Uh, shitty game. Yeah, shitty game. I heard it was the worst game of the whole playoff. I just watched the condensed game for that one. Um, and then the following game, Vegas finally comes out. They have more life. They outscored the Dallas Stars 3-0 in the second period and, and go on to win the game 3-0. So, hey, another one for me. Mm-hmm. Heart and mind, got to go with both. Vegas Golden Knights. They're both, and, yeah. and, 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 and And, hey, it, to me, it's just the coach. I, I think the Dallas mm. guy's a kook. It's not the coach. The Dallas guy's a kook. Pete yes. DeBoer is going to press the right buttons. Even if they go down, maybe they lose tomorrow. Maybe they're down 2-1. One, but I think, okay, coaching aside, because I know you scoff at that, I just think I have more faith in the offensive upside of Vegas more. Like, the the, the offensive stars on Vegas, I could see not being in a, in a slump, whereas I could yeah. see Dallas getting into a slump very quickly.
0: I like, didn't even notice those fuckers in the Colorado yeah. game. Like, you don't really notice. No, no.
1: And and, and and for me, the Vegas guys, like if one line's not going, like if Stone's line that's not going, then maybe Marchie and and, and 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 Carlson and Riley Smith will. Or if that line's not going, well then Stone and Patch Ready will be going. And oh Tuck. And, it, and if they and if they shut up then Tuck will go on the third line, you know? And and then mm. hey, if they're not going, then you'll get some something out of the Shea Theodore on the back end. Mm. Who I'd say is probably number two in that con Smythe conversation behind Braden Point. You uh, think he's
0: ahead of Heiskanen?
1: Yes, sir. Good. He's got, like, fedor has got, like, 16, 17 points.
0: Heisken's got more. I don't know. I know that. I, know. I know that. But the point yeah. is,
1: yeah, I mean, Theodore, he scored the game winner in that Vancouver game, the power play goal over the shoulder of Demko. He broke Demko's playoff streak. Pull up the, the playoff performers right now. I'm curious. fedor has got to be up there.
0: I mean, it, like, total points, you mean?
1: Yeah. Okay. Every guy in the playoffs. McKinnon's first, I think. Yeah. Still, amazingly, but... He'll be passed soon. You'd expect. Um,
0: I want to get it first. Don't go. Don't get it. No. Okay, I got it. I got, yeah, it. I got at
1: him. it. Wow, twenty-one points for Isaac. That's pretty unbelievable. That's
0: stupid. That's subtly,
1: dumb. quietly he does that. It's amazing how he does that so quietly. I know. Um, but yeah, she, Theodore's at seventeen. Still very Wait. impressive. Uh and yeah I mean I think it's gonna be neat to see uh what happens there but I I just have too much more faith in those forwards for for Vegas and while I love Kudobin in the Dallas net uh it sounds like Ben Bishop's like injured and they have like this rookie as their backup so it's kind of it's kind of like that Halak situation where you don't really know who your guy to go to is in case Kudobin struggles mm-hmm. at least in Vegas you got the one two punch right if yeah. one guy struggles. DeBoer throws him back in. We've already seen him start flurrying game one, so it could be a more of an open concept in this series. So, yeah, all things considered, I, I think the D is very similar on both ends, but I think forwards and goaltending, two to one, Like just looking at it like numerically, other than like the intangibles, like the coaching I mentioned earlier, every perspective just points towards Vegas for me.
0: Yeah, I'll make it short. Uh... Vegas in five. No, 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 six. I'll say Vegas in six because, again, like I said, you're going to find the frustrating element of Dallas being able to, like, disappear for the game and get garbage shit goals. I I guarantee you it'll happen. You know what? Vegas in seven. Just because this is how this crap is going to go. It's very frustrating. But that being said, Kadobin goes down, you're fucked. Leonard goes down, you're okay. So, interesting storyline there, but I'm not going to read too much into this. I think Vegas has got all signs pointing to them, and uh, Dallas, is they've got maybe not, not too much left in the tank, but they've got a lot of veterans and a lot of guys who are looking at, you know, is this my best shot? So that's a huge factor for them. But hey, Mark Stone, he needs a cop, man. He needs yeah, a cup.
1: he needs it. He needs it. He and deserves he wants it. it. You can tell he wants it. So big time. It's gonna. Yeah, I, I, I'll probably go six, just cause like I don't know. I guess, I guess you know Dallas a little more, given you just tune into that full series, and you seem to have faith in these fluky goals more than I do. Yes, they so, will get them. I okay. promise you. I okay. promise you. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven, but I'll, I'll just go six. So I'll, I'll go Vegas and six. You'll go Vegas and seven, and then in the East, I guess I got. Tampa in four, you've got Islanders in seven. Have some faith, yeah, man. Yeah. God. I don't know. To this me, is bad. To me, it reeks of that Boston-Carolina series last year.
0: You're, you're turning your back.
1: Team. I never picked the Islanders.
0: But you know you I like was them more. I just lucky enough to
1: put money on them.
0: You like them more.
1: I like them a lot. You want them to win. I want them to win. So
0: you can't go four against them. It's bad
1: form. I see, the, I see these shots, the Barzell smacking the wall, and I'm like, I can't.
0: He d- he smacked the wall in game one. Yeah, and then he had a great game two. He had a lo- fantastic seven game.
1: That was like a dagger to the heart.
0: I know, but like, it, it's not affecting his game. Clearly, he looked great.
1: Like I said, I stand by what I said. Okay. I think Tampa wins the next one, and that point the series is over. So.
0: It's never over with trots.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I hope you're right. I have all the belief. In one that. game at a time. One game at a time. That's got to be what he's telling his team. So, with that said, those are our predictions. Uh, I believe last round, uh, I, I I was two and two. You were one and three because you you had uh you had Colorado winning. You got that wrong. You had. Vancouver, I had Vancouver winning, winning. You got that wrong, and then you had, you, Boston, you had Boston winning, right? Yes. So one and three, I went two and two. So yeah, and then you were seven and one in the first round. I was five and three. Right. So I've caught up one to you. So you're still up on me by one prediction. Okay. And of course, we're disagreeing on one of these. So yeah, if I get two, if I get both these right, then we'll be tied. Big tiebreaker. If you get both them right, then you'll be the victor of our little thing here. And then Joe, Joe's Joe's in his own doing his own thing. So we don't know Joe. Yeah, we you know. don't know what Joe's. At. <laughs> But yeah we'll update you all on how the bracket goes and uh now yeah, for the big meat of the show the big meat we got 10 minutes left we, we we put this time aside for the long awaited i promised you guys a month ago <clears throat> this is happening he borrowed my playstation just to play finish this The game. whole
0: system the
1: last of us part two spoiler cast
0: <laughs> oh spoilers ahead spoiler, so turn off if you have
1: not played the game i don't i don't want people on twitter yelling at kyle going i just tuned in to listen to you guys talk hockey and you spoiled the last <laughs> of us for me i don't want those people doing that
0: i cannot so, imagine so dante
1: del fico shut your ears right now turn away put this away throw your phone in the garbage you are not listening in the next 10 minutes so last uh, of us part Two. the last of us part two spoiler i prefaced this game to kyle when i beat it saying it was my i i called it the best game of the life cycle of the playstation 4 i was infatuated by it i needed time to sleep on it uh i had never played a game that was so satisfying from both a story and a gameplay perspective and it knocked everything, it consistently knocked everything. I, I told him, hey, games like Metal Gear get the gameplay right. Oh well games like Witcher get the story right and the and the RPG elements. Well this game does it both. The the gameplay, the the presentation, the story, it's all it's it's all it's all perfect. And and, and, and I called it as as, as as close as I could get to a perfect game as possible. So without further ado, Kyle's thoughts on The Last of Us part two. <laughs>
0: Well, Nick, I got I to gotta be honest, this game is right up there with one of the most disappointing games ah! I have ever played in my entire life, especially after you at the tennis court called it what you just did. You said on the story front, it wins 10 out of 10. On the fun factor, it wins. Oh boy, I've got lots of notes here, lots of notes. And you know what? I'll preface it with this you said that you want you want to keep like a a little journal yeah to to track your thoughts and I I thought that was a great idea because when you came over we played that first bit we got through that first bit and I was like you know what as soon as I finish that I'm going to start doing the journal obviously after I I replayed that I was was not super into writing my shit down because we've already seen it and then I kept playing and I was like all right, well yeah just and then I realized something let me just get into my review. Oh, man, Nick. I'm disappointed, my friend. I am dis. <laughs> I'm so upset. I am so upset. So I have a full breakdown, characters, gameplay, and story. What do you want me to start with?
1: Whatever makes most sense.
0: Uh, let's start with the Where, gameplay. Wait,
1: wait. So gameplay, story, and characters? Yes. Okay, go ahead.
0: So for for the record, story wise, I gave it a seven, okay. and and fun fact, I gave it a six.
1: Oh, so fun's the fourth thing.
0: No, no, that was just your your because that was your criteria from the beginning.
1: I I don't think I remember using the word fun. Well, okay, well, I think, gameplay, I, ju- gameplay. I, think I just said gameplay. Gameplay, gameplay. gameplay and I give, story.
0: I give gameplay a six. Okay. Okay. So story a well, seven,
1: gameplay a six. Yes. Okay.
0: So right off the bat, yeah. it has to be said. This is a, primarily a shooter slash sneaking stealth game. The shooting mechani- mechanics are it's clunky. It's an adventure at best. game. No, oh, sure, sure. It's sure. an adventure game. Sure. Uncharted. The shooting mechanics are fucking clunky. They are clunky at best. Um, to be honest, I think the gameplay is the worst part of the game. After seven or eight hours, it got un- incomprehensibly repetitive. That was the main word I had in my head uh naughty dog has not grown whatsoever we we've been we've been having this kind of gameplay since uncharted one that that's how i see things sneaking or well maybe not so much the stealth but um i'll be honest it's much more refined than it was in last of us part one um but they haven't really kind of pushed things forward in any way like if you liked what you had in last of us part one It's pretty much copy-paste with some refinements. Going prone, whatever. Little things. Um, You know, enter a new area. Crouch. Sneak. Stab guys. Choke them out. Sneak. Shoot. Shoot. You know, kill some zombies. Um, I'm disappointed specifically with the lack of intriguing puzzles. Mm. I thought, that's what I loved about Uncharted. Because it broke up that monotonous how can there be so many fucking enemies in this area where I thought we were in a, a, a secluded zone? But every so often you'd have this, okay, well, there's this, you know, impassable puzzle you have to find out. You have to riddle out mm-hmm. to kind of break up the gameplay. Yeah. Even the first game had a, a bit more of that. This one, literally every new area, I know there's going to be guys. I know there's going to be a clicker here. And then after here, there's going to be some guys to shoot down. It, it got. Just shockingly repetitive. Um, the level designs were, were gorgeous. Were just amazingly thought out. They were much larger than than the first game. A huge, huge flaw that that you kind of saved for me. The contrast mode saved the game for me. Because I'm telling you, I don't have the time to look around these larger levels for fucking ammo that you need if you're not playing on easy mode you need this fucking supplies and i'm telling you you'd have to look in like eight different buildings in every corner on every fucking shelf it was absolutely oh man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna overblow it was it was frustrating um and then yeah, the other, th- the other thing I had a problem was gameplay-wise was the pacing. Like, you mentioned that that open world kind of bit. That was great. Give, give me Not some enough. room to breathe. Give me some room to explore. Give me some room to have a guitar moment, you know? Find that. Have a character moment. After that, it was like, go, go, go. <laughs> violent, violent. Like, all this crap. Like, guys after guys after guys. And there's no puzzles. There's no... Just level after level they were well designed but they were just the same shit over and over and over and again i mentioned the searching sucks um but i get it i I mean how else are you gonna find your supplies i i get that part but the contrast mode saved me um i found this game hard to binge like it was emotionally taxing whenever i'd play it for more than two hours um so that's gameplay uh let me move into characters characters and story are quite interrelated but If you want to jump in on the gameplay talk at all. Yeah, so three things. Yes.
1: Puzzles. Um, This might just be everyone has their own thing that they like, and I dislike puzzles. I find Mm. them too much on my brain. I want to just sit down and, and play an adventure shooter and puzzles don't have any business in there. You wanna do puzzles, buy an indie game on the PlayStation Store for $5 and do puzzles all day every day. Play Tetris, okay? Yeah. That's what you do if you want puzzles. I, 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 I never really was a fan of the puzzles in Uncharted. To me, they were a lookup on YouTube, get through it so you can move on to the fun parts of the game. That's just me. You mentioned how they break up the monotony of the game, right? The puzzles. For me, I, I found the game did a good job of when you cleared an area There'd be an area with no enemies, with just like some notes scattered around, environmental oh. storytelling. That's what I love about The Last of Us. They don't rely on cutscenes all the time to tell a story. There's these own smaller, fragmented stories that take place in each locale. So, like in the first game, we had that Ish storyline where Ish had adopted all those kids and he was doing like in, in Salt Lake City and he was doing his own like school. And, and you saw all the kids and they had like a, like, a, like a little like daycare center. And then you slowly start learning, oh shit, like, like things went really mad here and crazy here. Like he tried to make a beginning and things are really... Like I like really subdued um, creative ways of telling smaller stories in this world. Because it is a post-apocalyptic story at the end of the day. And I do like those smaller stories that don't just revolve around Joel and Ellie. And I, and I think there was more of that, not to the extent of like a big ish thing, which disappointed me, but you still had stories you could read about, you know, you, you get to this like bank area, you, you'd read notes about a bank heist during the, the pandemic that went wrong. That was and, day and, one. And it gets to, you get to like, Oh, this is a really cool. That was a cool little snippet I got to read about. And then, and then you see what happened at the bank and the security guards, they're dead and you take a shotgun. Like, it's cool. Um, so I don't know that stuff still was in the game, not to the, extent it wasn't one but just to an extent enough that i thought it broke up the pacing uh you mentioned pacing with the narrative i thought that was kind of the the deal with the flashbacks in this game lots of flashbacks right so when you're doing ellie's story for like 10 to 15 hours you get like three flashbacks after each day in seattle and then when you get into uh it's been so long. Who's the other Abby. Abby story? You get some flashbacks here, there you get to, you get to see what her dad was like. What, what, what kind of sparked her journey? So the flashbacks for me broke up the monotony. <clears throat> like I, I just get out of this crazy scene with Ellie and then, Oh shit, I get to play a 20 to 30 minute museum <clears throat> sequence with Joel <clears throat> and Ellie. That's awesome. And it's got, it's one of those moments with so much heart. And, uh, it's just one of those, that, that scene where they're sitting there in that spaceship together and he gives her the, like, you don't, you don't get that in other games. That is like motion picture quality cutscenes and heart
0: is <laughs> a you, high point
1: that you don't get in other games. Like that, that is, that is triple A games at its finest. It, yeah. it, it, it leaves a tear in your eye. It's beautifully done, beautifully acted. Mm. That's just transcending beyond what, 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 a what a movie can do. A, a movie can only develop here. The best Chris Nolan movie only has three hours of runtime. It can only do so much. <clears throat> this game is a 30 hour epic where you have and that's after the first game which is another 10 hours it's 40 hours sticking with these characters going through their journey and the emotional highs are so high and i think the flashbacks for me gave me they gave me like the jitters and 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 even like the abby stuff like that it was helpful because you got to see where her character was coming from why she's so pissed oh shit her dad was the only doctor who could formulate the cure oh shit the dad's dead like oh shit it was joel like every, it, it it helped and it helped contextualize everything that was going on around you. So for me, the flashbacks helped to pace things out. It gave me like a like a action sequence with Ellie in prime time, and then I get to go back in time and do a more subdued like walking experience. And then hard to binge. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think bingeing games is bad. I look I look back poorly at games when I was a kid that I just binged. I didn't really like that. And I think a game, which is like, just, it's not a long game. It's not like an hundred hour thing. Like the, the Witcher, it's 25 hours long. And I, I think it's more meat. It's twenty 25 hours of just meat. And I think that, 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 that's what speaks to me. Like when you say you, you couldn't, like it's unbingable. Well, that's the point. Like the, in that three hour, like sit down that evening you're playing, you're getting like all meat. It, it all, it all, it, it's, 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 it's it's just a story and gameplay in my mind that that's just riveting at every level. And, uh, and, and that to me speaks volumes. I don't, I don't need to be binging games, you know? So that's all I got for my rebuttals for what you said.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for the, for the story a bit, but hold on. Let me just, uh, right. So I might as well go into characters now. Go ahead. So, uh, character one ellie here's the thing about the first game oh man this hurts so bad no it's not it's not that bad it's not bad so ellie in the first game was a the sole flickering light of hope um in this black hole of unwavering you know uh no no no, sorry sorry she was unflickering sorry flickering light of hope this like in a dark world, she's this light that exists that is hope, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in game two, we have a black hole of unwavering rage that never seems to cease. Um, they, I think they really fumbled this character hard. Um, what went down with Joel was enough to piss any of us off. Uh, of us off. And I can understand her motivation in the beginning of the game to find revenge. Yeah, I was on board, man. I want you. We were there. We saw it together. When that happened, I was like, fuck these guys. I want to nail them. I want to fuck these guys up. But about halfway through the game or halfway through her journey in Seattle, I started getting this feeling like, man, oh man, I really shouldn't be here anymore. Like, me and my friend who like i am supposed to love who's not a great character by the way surface level like think of the quips between her like the little the the chemistry between her and this dina character versus her and Joel it's not even fucking close um she's willing to commit unbelievable carnage kill a bunch of people you've slaughtered most of abby's friends um and, and then like I, I have a hard time believing she could do all this and still consider that oh I still need to I still need to get back at this girl. Like oh this isn't enough. I have a pregnant friend here who's my lover and I'm still not willing to go home. Like as soon as you knew she was pregnant, you should have been gone. Like that's my head. Like I there's no way and, and for what? For revenge, but you're not getting anything from that. You're you're risking life and limb. You're not getting anybody back you're just getting a petty revenge. So killing after killing, hellbent on revenge. Um I don't I I would I don't even need to go into this ending. That was crazy. When when Tommy shows up and he's waltzing in the door like I found her. We need to go after. Her! And I'm like, "Come on, man." Like what a ridiculous statement. Uh you've got everything you need. Yeah, you have PTSD, but who doesn't in this world? Everybody does. Um, the fact that she made the decision to leave all that and go was mind blowing, not only to me, but I had Dell watch every single cut scene from the, from the moment Abby took over the story. I said, Dell, before I play the rest of this game, I want you to experience this with me. We're going to go on YouTube, every single cut scene. And we looked at each other when the fucking, again, when, when Ellie decided to leave and we were like, I don't know, man. This I don't buy this. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. She's She's killed all her friends. She's lived her... She has her dream. She penciled out the dream. She's got the dream. She decides to leave. That's crazy but to she, me. she still
1: had those... The, the PTSD. She still had those thoughts <sighs> that weren't leaving her mind. I know. She was un- unhinged.
0: But Nick, remember when when she was going to kill Abby and then she remembered Joel and she thought forgiveness. Why couldn't she figure it out then? why did it take her all the way to the end to figure it out everyone's got ptsd you're living in a zombie apocalypse like get over it dina's got ptsd probably as well because she's almost gotten stabbed in the face like i don't believe for a second that not every single character doesn't have those flashbacks I don't I don't know what was I just, going I, on there. Me, she
1: she looks like a troubled character but he, need, he needed closure. If this and, is a, and, and, and this and, is a
0: year later you've digested this, your friends have gone down. Well,
1: that's that's an assumption. You don't know if you've digested it. It <sighs> didn't look like she digested it with all those flashbacks she was having.
0: My problem is she he, here's the main problem. She did not grow. She she did not succeed in what she wanted to achieve and you know, and she, and she pretty, got what she deserved. It's sad ending. Yeah by by literally nick everyone leaves her. not everyone had this response but by the end of the game i had zero sympathy for ellie whatsoever like I, as soon as she walked out the door and left dina i was like die for all i care." Mm. like that's hard man for the main character i i couldn't care less let me switch over to tommy for a second tommy is swaps from let's avenge joel to let's not avenge joel to let's avenge joel to a month uh, a year later how can you not want to avenge joel like when 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 joel first died and ellie's like we gotta get these guys right he's like ah you know what let's not let's not do it and then at the end after all this carnage he's like you made a promise to me what the fuck man Tommy coming in is so off character to me uh yeah but it was so weird but that
1: it was the only thing he had left right because his wife because he left his, his wife, wife. Left him.
0: I guess so but it's like all
1: he's got left all he's got left is the revenge but, and the closure of avenging his brother
0: but imagine that walking into Ellie's house in her yeah. perfect life slapping something on the well you need to go do this he's the
1: only he knows she's the only one who might share that feeling who else would? But Nick and he's incapable of doing
0: it in the memory of Joel do you think Joel wants you to walk into his daughter's house and say you need to go avenge well, Joel he's not a alone man
1: he's a flawed human being he's young, yes Tommy. but you can't maybe he thought about that but he's flawed
0: he was so even keel in the beginning this uh, is I
1: think he was more against her going with it, like him her joining him but I think he was he was going to do it regardless. Well,
0: well how, how about before before he got shot in the face? Yeah. Ellie was like, oh, and she gets to live? And he goes, yeah. And are you all right with that? And she goes, I have to be. It seemed like they were cool. Ah. So it seemed like Tommy was cool too. I don't get that at all. Now let me switch over to Abby. By Here, the
1: way, he is the biggest loser of The Last of Us, is, is he not? Yes. As I said.
0: Yes. Yes, he Loses is.
1: Loses his eye. Wife <laughs> yeah. leaves him. Doesn't get his revenge. Yeah, exactly. He's loser a, of the
0: last. He's a us. dick. Okay. He's a dick. Uh, Abby, I, I loved. I I really liked her character. She was a big saving grace for me. Um, I had a big connection with her. Uh, I sympathized with her side of the story most of all. Like, by the time her story was halfway through, I'm like, man, I'm so on Team Abby instead of Ellie. Like, Ellie, I, I I left her halfway through her playthrough of Seattle. Yeah. I was like, you shouldn't be here. Your motive was standing on, like, toothpicks, and those are gone by now. Especially when she left that, that Asian guy to go chase Abby instead of save Tommy. I was like, come on, man. Um, the end of the scene, the end scene was super hard to play when I was beating the shit out of this girl.
1: Well, one more, one thing I'll just mention is I'm just, I'm shocked because all the people who dislike this game... Disliked Abby. Mm. Like everybody, like they were like Ellie lovers and then Abby, like they couldn't. A big criticism of this game was the fact they didn't want to play half the game over again. Like they didn't right. want to do Seattle day one and two and three again with this character they don't give a fuck about <sighs> because she smacked Bol- Joel's brains out. So the fact you sit on the positive yes. side of that debate yes. and generally dislike this game is very you're in a very weird mind i know i know when you told me you were all aboard her story i'm like oh kyle's gonna love this game that's the
0: problem ellie screwed it for me like the way and i get it the the flashbacks serve as a way to say the connection was strong like joel remember joel was this amazing guy this amazing father figure and and that helped it helped but like still man it it her story screwed it for me, but Abby's I look at Abby's story and I'm like, every decision you made along the way, I get it. I get it why oh you and Owen had this great love story blooming and I was I was actually really interested in that. And then every single time they'd get close, it's like but I I, I, I wanna go to training. I have to we have to get Joel. And it, that ruined her love story, which I thought was like really intriguing that this hatred that she has ruined like her chance of being happy and and i thought that was that was a really legitimate kind of story and why she was driven and and not only did this is the problem abby lost her dad but she also lost the cure people lost the cure so she's pissed yeah. because her dad got taken and it's so selfish of joel and she knows and all of those got that whole team knows Joel not only stole this great guy that they liked, but he stole the whole fucking cure. So yeah, I get Abby's side of the story. I'd beat the fucking sure. guy over the head. Sure. I've lost thousands of friends, my team, my that's everybody. Why,
1: that's why the game's brilliant because you should be, you should buy into one person's intention and the other person's intention. But to but me, I don't it have like both. Buy I Ellie, don't have so, both. Yeah, which that's is the shocking problem. because any Last of Us One loyalist would be furious when this random girl comes and smashes Joel's brains out because he's such a beloved character. Yes. And you were furious. I was here when we saw the scene together. Yes. Who the fuck is this girl? (laughs) Yes. You were furious.
0: I was furious. And you
1: loved her. That is great storytelling. I think a 7 out of 10 is extremely harsh. The fact neil drunken man was <laughs> was a was able to get you from hating this character to 50 20 hours later adoring this character that is amazingly hard to do it and is it's hard impeccably to do. well told with the flashbacks
0: yeah like again and her flashbacks served me much better because i got the story of all the friends mm-hmm. i've just killed yeah which hurt me so bad
1: it's unprecedented games have never told a story like this it's a yes. weird story in this structure yes
0: yes um but i mean it i i really struggle with ellie's part if that was done better then i i think this like here there's an overarching problem that i have too there's there's a big overarching thing that some guy on youtube summed up very well i'm, I'm going to try to read it exactly um let's see yes So this revenge plot, this kind of back and forth, I get revenge on you because you did this to me and all this stuff. You know how it goes. Um, The guy, what he said was perfect because this exact story, this revenge thing, this back and forth has probably played out a thousand times in this pandemic world. This is not a unique story. This is, I killed your guy. Now you're going to hunt me down and kill my friends and try to kill me what what was different about the first game is that these characters had a massive massive like influence on this on the world ellie is the cure she's immune joel has this humanitarian decision do i let them kill my daughter figure or let the world have this cure and you yourself you're like you're torn apart what do i like What do I choose? And do I blame Joel for choosing his decision? This story, this is a cheap revenge story that's happened in Spain and Portugal and England. This has happened a thousand times. This is so inconsequential to the world of The Last of Us. This is Ellie getting petty revenge, not getting anything from it. And they're it's, just two characters. It's more of
1: a personal tale. It's I don't like with, with heart as opposed I don't, to I a I think there's no heart in it. There's no heart in the moral of the story. The moral of the story being revenge does not necessarily give closure and you should not just be this ruthless, bloodthirsty individual. But you don't buy that.
0: I there's there's just too much unbridled, unchecked hatred that I don't buy it. I I don't un- buy it.
1: Un- un-
0: unchecked, it's like You, you must have some sort of limiter. Like you've, you've gone, you've lived a life of trauma. This is, this is a horrible situation that's happened to you, but you must have some common sense left. Like, like
1: why is she doing she, she all that end, stuff in the first half? She ends up understand.
0: slaughtering all this girl's friends. I would Abby do the same. Lets her... I would do the
1: same. You would not. I would Joel, it's Joel. It's all based on the first game. They had I'm... such a relationship. It's her dad, man. But,
0: but then okay, then okay they, had they had such a relationship, relationship yes, but then, then it got, got it got cracked because of what she found out. Yep, sure. So it's not fully perfect and she did not forgive him yet. Yeah. She when, was going to try. When di- she yeah, was going to try when he, when he died. Yeah. But I mean you're you're talking now about you've got a lover involved who has a child and they didn't do a good enough job developing that really if that was a really strong relationship I buy it I no I I wouldn't buy it even half as much like that if that was a really strong relationship then I would say yeah you should have gone home even a week before you should have but I don't know man like it, it it just, it falls flat for me. It, it really does. Because, like, you, you have to realize at some point that you have to count your blessings. You're not... Abby let you live. You killed all her friends, and then she let you live again. Again! Twice now! And you're going to leave your perfect life to go fuck her up. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Like...
1: I, I think that's part of the moral of the story, though. Like that's what he wants you that's what the director wants you to think like the average schmo should be able to cut their losses and go hey listen life's not so bad but you get to see her try to do the bloodthirsty route and at the end of the day <clears throat> things don't work out for her she doesn't get revenge she kind of gets closure but her girlfriend and daughter leave her so she it, gets it, nothing it shows the it shows that bloody revenge path isn't the best path, which you're telling me right now you don't believe is the best path. You, she should have cut her losses. She probably regrets not, like, leaving her, her, her girlfriend on the farm. And I think that's the moral – that's one of the morals of the story, the fact that endless revenge is just not the way to go and it's not necessarily going to end well. So I, I think that's, that's, that's a positive – like, the like the fact you don't – like. She she's living out the alternative that you don't didn't want her to explore, and it backfires, and 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 the and the the, the director is reinforcing that point.
0: That my, you're reinforcing. My problem he is you. yeah, that point is great is great. Now you could have hammer and and you can hammer that point home by Abby kills Joel. Abby gets her, her entire friends and family wiped out. That point is now nailed home. Now. Now when when I'm going back as Ellie and I'm in the boats and I've I've t- I've untangled her from this totem pole and she's getting in her boat to go free and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's growth as a character. You're you're realizing I came here for revenge, but you know what? Maybe she's suffered enough. Maybe we're not so different." You know all this stuff. But then when she makes the decision to put the knife to Lev's throat, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, are we still doing this like this is crazy like she didn't grow man after all this after all this time pain suffering killing on un- like uncharacteristic slaughtering of that fucking the black well, woman
1: by eventually she doesn't get it man go.
0: she gets it at the very last so what's the difference between second very
1: last second like what is that a game changer is that a deal breaker for you
0: it is.
1: It is. Had she just had that realization five minutes earlier, that's a deal breaker for you. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes, I, like, I, I, I was expecting an ending that would end my suffering. Yeah. But if you just keep hammering with negative after negative Fuck, after negative, it could have been negative. worse if she killed her. Yeah. She yeah. did let her. She did
1: let her live. She let her. So live. how can you? How can you hate on that?
0: I don't like because both are bad both are almost equally as bad
1: you just said you wanted her to grow it sounds like at the very last second she did grow
0: you know what i would have preferred she kills abby and lev fucking shoots an arrow through her head that's what i would have preferred revenge is bad yes you're gonna get an arrow through the head head? instead i can't play guitar and i'll fucking (laughs) get back with dina in a week probably we don't know we probably yeah that's the sequel what else is dina gonna do go fucking non-gay
1: this game will get a sequel (laughs)
0: It won't. This game's getting no, a No, oh, yeah. it won't. It's so prime for it. No, 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 no. I would, no. Come on. What can you do?
1: Well, Yara and Lev do get to the last segments of the Fireflies on the West Coast. So what are they up to? Is there another cure? Is there something else they can do? So you can have a whole game there. You can have a whole game with Ellie. Is, is she going after Dina now? Is she, oh, going, God. Is she going back to Ellie's Jackson? Done.
0: No, she's she's no is she's it, done. is it
1: an AJ is it an AJ story? You play as the kid, the descendant of Dina and Ellie. There's a lot of ways you can. I think the game's prime for a sequel. I think it leaves that open with Where the can ending. you go? I just said three potential things.
0: Ugh, no.
1: Maybe a new story. But <laughs> I, I, I think this franchise has been too successful for an Dog. I don't see how they do not do another one.
0: Well, it's been like six or seven years since the last one, right? So
1: Yeah, so you're looking at a game in the middle of the life cycle, mid to end of life cycle, the PS5. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Oh, man. like Another thing... Uh, I don't want to go too much longer on this, but all that running around for those fucking Scar kids...
1: You don't like Yara and Lev.
0: I like them, but like too much running around.
1: But you need to build... The abby character you yes. need to show that she has empathy and that she's willing to go along a ride with these randos yeah especially when there's scars which is literally yeah. the exact opposite of the, the the faction you are
0: but he you know how i took that how i perceived that as a player was two parts it was abby was having these troublesome dreams where and, and troublesome times where she didn't feel like a, a morally righteous character so that's why she started putting more attention to these scars like she'd have the dream where yeah, the, the hanging, two kids yeah. were hanging she's like oh i feel guilty i have to go back and then you have that pregnant girl who's like you're a bitch and you're a terrible person that was one side of it and i that's more of the obvious side but the other side was owen was always the guy who had a lot of sympathy for scars The, turncoat. the yeah
1: he kind of went on his own. He was high yeah, on yeah. A yacht,
0: you know. I I I loved I loved Owen, man. I really did. I I wanted if a lot Abby of don't like him. If Abby was gonna go out and do all this crap, why couldn't it have been like somehow for him instead of these random kids? Like to me, like part of it was her trying to, because Owen was like, oh yeah, I couldn't shoot this scar. Like I'm d- I'm done fighting. Part of it was was her trying to say, you know what? Yeah, I I don't want to do this anymore either. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you on this one. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, I liked the connection they had. I felt for it, and I wish they could have played on it more. Mm -hmm. But she instead risked life and limb and all this crap for these random kids. And fuck the Lev guy. Fucking fucks off to get his mom and screws the whole project up. Kills his sister in the process. and, uh, And probably kills... Fucking Owen and the pregnant girl. And, and again,
1: and again, lots of uh criticism online about more forced uh social messaging. You know, like let's make a trans yeah. character too. I didn't so, even so know. We got, yeah, we got a lesbian and now we're gonna do a trans character. Nick. Well, I I didn't re- like
0: I didn't realize. Well, Del Del yeah. told me. She's like, yeah. Oh, so he's a trans yeah, I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. What? Well, when they explain that comment where they they give you roles in that society and they they chose him to be a woman or not a woman but like a like a homebody yeah kind of deal. I didn't even clue in I didn't even clue in either but then when I looked at when someone mentioned on the internet I looked at it in retrospect I'm like, oh yeah I guess that's what they were implying. Because they don't want to make it too um, yeah forced, you know? Mm. To beat you over the head with it. So they kinda subtly say that. Yeah. And that's so so it's like okay so you can just see them going like all right, let's get a trans character. Get some lesbians.
0: And a giant jacked woman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know.
0: An impossibly strong ox of a woman. Yeah. So But I, I don't have any criticisms on that no. front. It's just I, I will say this. My problem <laughs> the the Dina thing didn't I didn't feel a very strong connection. I don't think
1: she, she wasn't one of the better side characters. Like I no, yeah. like the Jessies and the Owens. Were better side characters. you had comedic relief from people like Manny. Like th- those characters spoke more to me than yeah. uh, than Adina. Yeah. She was more just a plot element, something Ellie yeah. has to, you know, contrast the revenge story. Right. You got the revenge on one side. Yeah. Your girlfriend on the other side. Where do you stand on that? You know. Yeah. Weighing other, they're outweighing each other. Both polar opposites.
0: I, I thought maybe it would be interesting if, if Dina had more of a, a voice on the other shoulder, so to speak, like revenge on one shoulder and Dina's over here, like, you know, maybe well, she we should tried. Well, it was a little liked, late right? though. No, no, no. I mean like while they were in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's oh. time to go. Mm-hmm. Like what she should have piped up a bit more, I thought.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean she that, was just... I feel like well Jesse was kind of implying that, right? Jesse was almost her voice. Yeah. Like by Seattle day two, he was like, Hey, like maybe we ought to just cut our losses. Like if you don't find him today, like we should head back tomorrow and she'd sneak out on her own at night and you have to do those solo missions with her. Right. So I guess she was going through labor. So he's, he was kind of her messenger at that point. I think that's the purpose he served Mm. until he got schmacked in the head.
0: Oh God.
1: So yeah, I mean, I got just a couple things to shut out if you're done shitting on this game. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, it was
0: so disappointing. What,
1: what, did you, what did you think of the... Uh, what did you think of the Sarah fights? I thought this was a very cool enemy design. The, the, all the whistling, the, yeah. the poisonous arrows, the island you get to visit, the notes scattered around. Uh, like, I, 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 I liked this kind of cult thing. They were very... Cool.
0: Be- yeah, they were very believable. Like, I could see that kind of faction growing in, in a world like this. Uh, I liked them a lot. Yeah, like... Yeah, I didn't have any problem with with the groups and the and the politics that were going on between the the wolves and the and the scars mm. and that kind of thing. That was really well played out, and I, I like the war between yeah. them and uh, and
1: how Ellie's caught in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that. That was really neat. And you're that slowly was really learning neat.
1: more about them. The yeah. Only, the only flaw, I'd say, and maybe this will be DLC or the next game, is you don't really find out about their leader. Remember you keep finding the woman, the woman, the statues, the paintings in in film, we call that a MacGuffin. (laughs) It's something that is constantly named, something that like, they're clearly drawing your attention to, but at the end of the day, it ends up just being meaningless. Right. Like it, there's no payout, it's a MacGuffin. So she was kind of the MacGuffin of the story. So. I don't know, maybe they explore that in a later DLC or a later game, but right. I, I, I just found that odd. I thought we were going to see her maybe on the island when you went there, you know? Yeah. She never the, popped up. Some sort of appearance. Never popped up. Right. Like, you see yeah. Isaac die, but you never really see what happens with her.
0: Part of me almost thinks that she started, like, she had that act of, like, you know, uh, I think what she did was, like, attack a wolf caravan or something, and then maybe she died. Like, maybe she's already dead and they just, they just worship I, the yeah. idea.
1: I'd love to get an answer from the uh, the drunken men about that, but we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, I don't know, You like, again, going back to pacing and stuff, like, I I just love set pieces, and I think Naughty Dog just, again, kill, like, knocks the ball out of the ballpark with this. Like, I told you three missions I wanted to watch. I wanted the Seraphite mission in the forest. I wanted to see you fight through. Like, that's awesome. That's such a... Like you're going prone in those high leaves and you got the seraphites whistling and it's so intense. It's such a well-designed scene.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: that ends with with Ellie like smacking the shit out of that chick in that red room where you're forced to like smack her. Oh, you know? I hated that, <laughs>
0: man. I hated that. That um, bothered me.
1: It was intense. Yeah. And then you had that Sub-Zero mission where you got, you got to fight that big alien. In that mm. in that in that area i thought that was cool the yeah. island sequence when you're escaping and, and it's all everything's ablaze and you got the civil war going on and you're trying to you're, you're just this third party who wants to get the hell out of there with lev while they're waging this war like the set or climbing the tower with lev you're, you're she's scared of heights she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing mm. I thought the first three hours, pacing wise, were awesome. Like super intense, going from one character to the next. They were great. They do. They do a good job. The seppies. This is this is a. This is Sony's best developer, at their at their highest level, in my mind.
0: Nick, I I think if if they were to like the Ellie story aside,
1: I did not see that coming. We get to go to California.
0: The the Ellie story aside, if if like there was a lot of fat in this that I thought they could have trimmed. Okay. You know. Like a lot, a lot of the, the, there was long slogs of, of clearing levels after levels. If they were to trim the fat by like eight hours, it like, make it
1: more like the first game, which was only 10 to 15 yeah. hours as opposed to a 25 hour. But it, it but did it, drag on, but it again, it's, on. it's all there for a reason, right? You got to develop the Abby character, right? You, yeah. you got to give her her 10 hours.
0: Yeah. And you got
1: to give Ellie her 10, and that's the only way you can flesh out. That's what the director's going for, that dynamic, that contrast. And the only way you do that is by spending your time with one, spending your time with the other. If it's too rushed, then you risk maybe compromising what the guy's
0: going for. Yeah. There was a bit of fat. There was a bit of fat. I don't know, man. I enjoyed every every second of it. If you love the gameplay, then you won't mind it.
1: I, yeah and I think as, as a guy who's into like his Metal Gear Solid 5 gameplay, my stealth and my taking up guys quietly and, and which what am I gonna do here? Am I gonna set a trap here? Am I gonna use the bow? Am I gonna go guns blazing with the flamethrower? Like I, 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 I like, I like the crafting mechanics I always did in this game. I like when you go to a workbench. sometimes a character will, an enemy will surprise you. Like you're, you're thinking you think you're safe. There was that one scene where you think you're safe and the guy gets behind you, like subtle little things like that. I'm just like, wow, I got to tip my cap to the designer there. Like yeah. that was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. The whole concept of a journal, the upgrades I thought were, 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 were fleshed out. I could see some people being like tired as fuck when they start playing as Abby and they see their whole upgrade tree and it's a whole new thing you have to now develop. Yeah. That being like fuck, here we go again. Like lots of yeah. people complain about that, but I don't know, man. 20 I'm paying $90 for this game. 25 hours is fair for me. You know, it's not too long. It's not a Witcher 100 hour. It's not a 6 hour Call of Duty campaign. I mm. I was fine with the with the length. We done? Yeah. So you got a six point five out of ten for The Last of Us Part Two. Uh
0: bump it up so to a seven. You get a bump. You convinced so I, me I to go to a magic. seven. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm glad I did something here. Yeah. Um yeah, so there you have it. Uh for for me it's Sony's most uh it's their it's their best first party exclusive they've released. I will be playing Ghosts of Tsushima in the next few months. So uh hopefully you get a review on that uh i heard good things about that so we'll see where that stacks up but i mean i i, I like I, I don't really see like a i mean yeah like i as far as per- first party exclusives who what game would you say is better than the last of us do? i guess you like the first last of us more
0: i like that more i, I like many of uh i didn't play that no, i didn't, I didn't play, it. play it all uh i like many of the uncharted's more i'd yeah, say many of the uncharted's um okay yeah yeah i'd have to you
1: liked you liked obviously red dead more oh
0: way That's more with you more. way way like in you red like dead i way, way in red dead i cried okay. this game i did not okay i like, did
1: not you like the Witcher way way more
0: way more um. in see ah oh, man like you have to add in a little bit of like comic relief like witcher every so often you get it, something funny would happen yeah. you'd have it yeah, yeah crack a joke this game's it, fucking dark it's relentless it's yeah. like emo, like re- emotionally draining, draining man that's why i said the diary right i couldn't fucking play it for more than an hour without like getting depressed <laughs> i got so much the killing on um, killing and violence and yeah. sadness and this horrible killing thing's dogs. happening <laughs> yes that was a big criticism online yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't really see it i didn't bother i didn't mind
1: <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough it's it's a dark game it's not for everybody no like i, no, I no, can no. see some people just being like this is too much for me so the kids should stay away but
0: it's, it's bold good. it's a bold. bold
1: it's unprecedented and you gotta salute it for that so yeah uh it'll be interesting to see what they do from here i predict a sequel you maybe not so much but We'll see here moving forward what they what they do. So, with that said, it's past midnight on our end here in the Markham studio. We hope you enjoyed a Rink Moose first, our video game review discussion <laughs> of, of The Last of Us Part Two.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: longer than I anticipated, but well earned. And uh, back to the topic at hand, we hope you enjoy this conference final. Uh, we we hope it's a long one. We hope the Islanders can can fight, give it a fight. And I get my $1,000, but time will tell. So um, unless there's anything else to add, Kyle, I think uh, I've said my piece.
0: Uh, draft talk is going to be coming back Yeah, we'll in the see. near future. Yeah,
1: we just got news that the lottery is taking – or sorry, the draft is taking place the same night as our first game for 3-on-3. Three three.
0: We don't know what we're going to do yet.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe we, we walk – like maybe –
0: tape it yeah maybe
1: you tape it just then you can't interact with the the twitter as you i know you like especially Uh, for draft stuff yeah but you may have to tape it stay off the internet and then watch it we could
0: still technically do a semi-live reaction oh well just film us like we're watching live
1: yeah after the fact but
0: we don't post it live anyways no we post it the next day it's, it's
1: doable we just have to find a way of watching it repeated like we'd have to subscribe to SportsNet now for like a day, pay the ten dollars yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's doable. We'll see what the appetite is then. I myself am heading back to King Kingston. So our I think our final uh pr- like I guess our final like play and turn like our tournament episode will be remote. And then uh I'll be back for the draft for sure. As as we'll have <laughs> hockey then so Expect our next episode uh, for the start of the next round. It'll be remote, so bear with us. We'll need some time to get things going there. I have a new apartment in Kingston, so we'll see what the, the confines and the technical situation is there. Always some curveballs thrown my way. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we hope you guys tune in for our remote episode in a, a couple of weeks from now. So enjoy the final round. It's been a greeting serving you yet again. And until next time, Rink Moose is signing up.